We are brought to you by Boss Bears Supplements. That's Boss Bears Supplements at bossbears.co. Hard work, consistency, and determination are difficult to sustain when your mind and body can't keep up. Fuel your body with what it needs to perform like a boss. Whether you're closing deals, pitching a new business idea, or training in the gym, Boss Bears take your hustle to the next level. Our ingredients are the highest quality with potency and serving sizes that are the gold standard in the industry. Check out all of Boss Bears' products at bossbears.co. They have apple cider vinegar gummies. They have ashwagandha. They have all kinds of supplements in delicious gummy form. They also have them in pill form if you don't want the gummies. I prefer the gummies. They are delicious, and I've tried the apple cider vinegar. They are very good. Uh, use code Nikki at checkout to save 10%. That's bossbears.co, code Nikki. We are brought to you by Clout Power Supplements. Uh, that's K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Uh, so here I have the uh, protein, the cravings protein from Clout. Uh, this one is the salted caramel. This is some of the best protein that I've ever had in my life. It's actually delicious. Um, I, I like the salted caramel and the cinnamon swirl are my two favorites. Uh, also, their pre-workouts are amazing. So they have the Karma Nootropic pre-workout. It's a nootropic and focused pre-workout. It's a lower stimulant formula, zero itch formula. It has four trademark ingredients and it's fully has fully dosed ingredients. Uh, so far, I, the Arctic Cherry is probably my favorite of the Karma pre-workout. Also, try the Nero Aminos from them. And also the High Stimulant Mamba is some of my favorite too. And I really like the Arctic Cherry of that one. So go to cloutpower.com and use code Nikki to save 15%. K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Code Nikki to save fifteen percent. Welcome to the show. I uh, appreciate you guys being here. We got um, just uh, three big freaking powerlifting, bodybuilding, coaching dudes in here. So uh, how's everybody doing? Fantastic. Doing awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, that's right. I appreciate this. So we're all matching. Yeah, I think so. Sam's been here. Yeah, you guys all got a jersey on. You oh. got the FX stuff here. That's pretty dope. Um, Let's see, so basically, Sam, you've been on here like three times now. Third time, technically. Technically, like the fourth time. Second, right? no, second time oh, officially, third time. Total, yeah, because we lost the yeah. podcast. This is like Mark's like fifth time, but only like one of them got filmed or something. <laughs> but, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. So anyway, you guys have been, at least Sam, Sam and uh, Mark, you guys have both been coaching for a long time. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. What do you want to know? Well, you were kind of saying, like, after once once you become a coach, uh, and you're also still lifting, you know, on your own, you're yeah. trying to stay in the game. And, like, as a good coach, you're always wanting to still be out there, like, challenging yourself and leading by example, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm uh, competing uh, in <clears throat> April, and I just had three of my athletes compete two weekends ago. Hell yeah. Um so and I think last time you were here you told me that it is challenging when you're like competing yourself yeah and you know there's a point where you got to be like hey guys I've got you this far but I got to focus on me right now because I'm at a no no Mm -hmm. no 
No, you still they, they come first always. You're still putting them first always. Well, I also don't compete like when they do. I'm definitely oh, not. Okay, so you're I'm definitely not. Coach. Yeah, I'm not competing when they are. I, me myself, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I just That's too either much. I would not be able to compete up to the standard that I want to, or uh, they would suffer. And they, you know, they're they're expecting a certain service and a certain. Um, amount out of me so i'm not going to sacrifice i think that. that was actually a different coach that told me that yeah i think i got yes yeah no i i will never almost no i can say i will probably never do the same meet as one of my athletes unless like they i know for sure that they can handle themselves but right maybe then, if there's somebody that's been doing it a long time right yeah, yeah, yeah. but all of my guys are you know still kind of novices they're all, they all got two meets under their belts, two or one meet under their belt now. But, right. Yeah. So how many people are you coaching right now? Um, right now I got six powerlifters. Um, okay. I got about a dozen other like wellness and general fitness people. Mm -hmm. um, but right now I got six lifters. I got a nice little team building up here. Got some new, really new cool. equipment in the gym I saw. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, we just picked up a monolift that hasn't been used yet but that was you know a great investment <laughs> oh yeah and then carlo this is your first time here man so i appreciate you being here appreciate you having uh me. why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself you are into bodybuilding sexy boy i am you're sexy boy on instagram <laughs> yeah how'd you come up with that dude? sec boy I'm sexy, I'm going to say it on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is sick boy? Sick boy, what is that? Sick <laughs> C. Yep. <laughs> we didn't get that, we're too old. It takes some people a little while to. Yeah, yeah. it took me a full year to figure it out. <laughs> it, took, it took me two. <laughs> so yeah, man, how did you get into bodybuilding? What was, but, just the passion years? Uh, yeah, actually I started lifting when I was um, about 20, 21. Okay, and nice. Uh, I did it really just to, to be in shape because uh, in high school I played baseball. Yeah. Um, also played football. I was like being in shape and just being active. Mm -hmm. You know. Feels and good. Then, yeah. After that, I just saw the gym. Saw a little, not saw the gym, but found the gym. Um, decided to sign up and saw some results and just got addicted. Oh yeah. And after that, um, how I got into lifting and into competing is uh, just being surrounded by people that do compete as well. Mm -hmm. And it was always motivating, you know, and then um, also going to the shows like Emerald Cup and Iron Man that helped motivate me to actually want to compete as well. Right, so you go to a show and you see it in person, it's like a game changer, right? You get to feel it, what it's like, and, it, and then if you're around guys like this, then it kind of like makes you feel like... I get what you mean, like when you're around other people doing it, it makes opens you up to the possibility that you could do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool, man. Because like back in the day when um, when I, I think of bodybuilder, I think of just the guys in Olympia, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I'll never be big big enough to compete with those with those guys. You never know. Yeah, there's some big motherfuckers. You never know, dude. The two two twelve guys just fucking took one and two at the open. So that's true, you right? never know. Yeah, man. So you guys are all like, what? So yeah, yeah. Like, let's talk about this last uh, the Olympia this year. Probably like, the most interesting one that's happened in the last five or six years. And then what, Sam, what makes it so much more interesting, do you think? It's been very predictable. Okay. Uh, the last... Up until now. Yeah. Up until now. It was so it was pretty, you know, it was the Phil show for the last seven years. Mm -hmm. 
and then Sean won it, and I think 2018, mm-hmm. and then that was the big upset. And then Sean got blacklisted. We won't get into that, but Sean got blacklisted from the Olympia. wasn't competing, so the title was open for the first time in a, in forever. You know, there was no reigning champ, and Phil wasn't competing, mm-hmm. so it was open for anybody. And then Brandon Curry, who made a complete 180 of a career. You know, he was he literally was on an old soda went from being on old soda commercials to being the Mr. Olympia. Um, and, uh... Like, what kind of soda commercials? I don't remember. I just, I remember what they did during the commercial. He was, Brandon Brandon Curry's a big, giant black dude. And he had a blonde flat top. And he was... Like Pepsi commercials? Something like that. They were throwing, like, canisters and shit, loading into the truck. And Brandon Curry was like, you know I only do so-and-so. So I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, and then now, then he became Mr. Olympia and made a complete uh, career change. Um, but then, and at what age? Oh, Brandon's got to be mid to late thirties at no least. Shit. That's pretty cool. He's dude. been hanging around for a while. But then uh, he got dethroned, and Rami finally showed up. Big Rami, who's you know been the talk of the town since like twenty thirteen when he first showed up, yep. bigger than everybody, but could never put it together. He finally put it together. Yeah. Um, but something pretty historical happened at the one that just, at the Olympia that just happened. Uh, we had two guys who are former 212 bodybuilders. So there's open bodybuilding and there's 212 for the smaller guys. And they were one and two. Mm-hmm. Two guys that used to be in the 212. It was Derek Lunsford's first Olympia ever, and he yeah. took second. Um, Used to be a middleweight too. Yeah, Hottie Chupin. So that's kind of what you're talking about. Well, not just that. That wasn't the first, only historical thing that happened. It was the first time that a, a reigning Mr. Olympia has been outside the top three ever in the history of. Yeah, what he means is usually when uh, when uh, the Olympia current Olympia champions usually taken, um, they they're usually in the top two or yeah. three. They're never. They're never going to go down to fifth place. They're, I mean, I guess, if they're yeah. dethroned, so. they're second place. Oh, okay. I feel like in so my So that head, happened this year? He was yeah. fifth. Fifth. So that, the, that the many rain, more new people well, that were better than The him? reigning champ. Yep. Yeah, the, the guys who took top three this year had never... Had, Hottie was the only one that had been in the top three before that. So aren't they like changing the rules now or something? They're definitely like going for a little bit different of a look now. They're definitely prioritizing conditioning. Like if you're not on, that if you're not dry and you aren't conditioned, you're not winning. Yeah. And Rami was a little flat this year. And he had some weird shit going on with his legs and his glutes that we still don't really know about. Um, but Hottie Lunsford and Nick Walker, who were the top three, were bone dry, peeled, and those are the guys that took through. And that was Nick Walker. Nick Walker's still a rookie. Yeah. That was his first Olympia. And then this was also Derek Lunsford's first Olympia and first year in the Open. So it's very obvious there was such a dramatic shift because the fourth and fifth guy were both former Mr. Olympias. Brandon Curry was fourth. Yeah, that's and crazy. Big Ramy was fifth, and and Ramy was a two P. He won two years in a row, and to go from winning the Olympia to fifth, that's number five. That's weird. Th- something's something's changing. Yeah, yeah. Something's different. 
Yeah, so I think it, I think what they're doing is, which is it kind of favors us little guys a little bit. So they're going back to the you know the '90s look, where it's you know um, you know symmetry and aesthetics. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously not classic, but you, you know, still need to be enough. you still need to be big. You still need to be big in condition. You still need to be big. Like so. if you're not two twenty plus, you're you're not winning. Right. But like it's not the the big. It's not the Ronnie Coleman that's winning anymore. It's not the guy that's. You coming. think this is probably a good change. This is amazing. More, more about aesthetics yeah. and stuff. Than... It's it's gonna be more pleasing. Well, because that was kind of like what the change was like, where you'd see more guys doing like vacuums and stuff, trying to have smaller waist, and then for a while, didn't it get more where you had like the big like ab guts well, were getting more popular and like. Well, Lunsford can do a vacuum. The guy yeah. who took second is. So you're saying it might be going back towards more of that classic. Well, they have like that. that category now. Oh, Classic okay. bodybuilding is its own category, right? Okay. But they are definitely changing. Like they definitely want people who are more similar. They're not going for a mass monster. It's not just about looking like a big, giant freak. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. A freak will still. If yeah. a freak comes in peeled, he's gonna win. Yeah. Okay. It's that's why Rami won two years in a row because right. he was the biggest guy on stage and he was shredded. Yeah, but we so, also thought it was going to be questionable, too, because yes. he's never been really that consistent. So. No. I was shocked that he won two years in a row. Yeah. So I was yeah. I was not surprised he won once. I was very surprised he won twice. Okay, okay. But um, I was very happy to see Hottie Chupin win. Um, he's been gr at that grindstone forever. Um, came up from the 212 and just showed out and i mean he's i thought the last two three years he's been robbed he should have gotten a higher placing and he, they, they gave it to him this year and he was on um fucking hammy rambod you know he's, yep he's back on the map got, and for a few two, years he was kind of off the grid well he's got he's stuff. had so many olymp mr olympias under his belt now hammy rambod uh, was hottie's coach yeah. But Hammy, Hammy Rambod was also phil he's coach and jay. jay cutler's coach he's he coached c-bum this yeah, year and Jeremy and Jeremy yeah so and so like three a bunch of those names are ones I even know as just like a layman he's he's the he's this generation's Mr. Olympia coach like he is like okay. you put yeah, yeah right that he's he's this generation's Phil Jackson yeah, yeah like yeah. He he's a lot of stuff from uh, Chad Nichols um, yeah Ronnie Coleman and uh, like a lot of the Olympians coached right. before so mm -hmm. same same coaching tree. well yeah because he, he had to learn all that kind of shit because Jay was his guy yeah, yeah. And Jay came up during that era. I don't think he was Jay's coach originally, but I know he was Jay's coach when Jay came back and won. Mm -hmm. uh, when Jay, because Jay lost, he Jay won 2006 and seven, lost eight, came back and won nine and ten. Yeah. And nine yeah. is when he did the famous quad stomp. Yeah. And what was the famous quad stomp? Oh, I gotta, I gotta pull up the picture for. It. I gotta show you. The he picture would like though. stomp his heel. Yeah. It wasn't. Then, it's not a pose. He yeah. just did it. Yeah. And yeah. then him and Ronnie would like almost like growl to the crowd. They were like, they were like doing key eyes, like and cry. They were like, hey, uh! <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I was like, like, whoa! I was like, I've never seen this before. So. Oh yeah. He oh, just shit. he just yeah. flexed his leg and he slammed his heel down. Dude, and he went, I forgot how big. And that he just went, is, look at that. that. And he just said, look at that. And how do you like? How do you dispute that? Because that's insane. Because like I'm like you know huge fan of Sebum, obviously. Who yeah. Won again. Everybody. But is. like, and Sebum looks amazing. But like he doesn't. He doesn't look like that. He's not a freak. 
He's not like, like he looks like well, aesthetic as possible. I'm really, I'm really interested to see what Breon does because Breon is moving to the two twelve, and Breon was, I think he was the first classic Mister Olympia. Um, second. 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 The first one was Danny Hester. Okay. If you remember, um, what's funny is my um, my uh, old coach, um, R.I.P. Matt Porter. Um, he actually competed against Brian. Yeah. Lost in the overall at the LA uh, Championship. Wow. To, he was a light heavyweight bodybuilder. Yeah. That was three years before Classic came out. But um, Brian was Brian was the um, Mr. Olympia that Seabum dethroned. Yeah. And so they've been back and forth for a lot of years, and every year Brian's just been slipping place by place yeah. by place. So he's going up now, and so this is the first time we're seeing. A classic physique, Mr. Olympia, go to the next one up. And I'm interested because he's going to lose a lot of his aesthetic and classic look. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how much different he looks. For sure. Because yeah. we've only ever seen the small 212 guy go to the open. Right. We've never seen the, the smaller, they're not necessarily always smaller, but the smaller by weight standard. Um, that was I don't worry, I said it that's I got this wrong. we've never seen we've never seen that guy go up. Yeah. So we're gonna see that now. Do you think Sean okay. Clarita is gonna go up to open over? No. I mean for to compete in Olympia, not no. just a, no. I'm just wondering if what you think about that. So. No. No. I think it was like a small Ronnie Coleman. Flex Wheeler. Kind of no. a little bit both. Sean Sean Clarita is gonna do what Flex was doing. Or Flex did. Lewis. Lewis yeah. He's gonna rain. Yeah. Um, he might go up when he gets tired. Yeah. Um, but like Flex also said, he was gonna go up, and he hasn't competed in three years. Granted, he's had some stuff go on in his life. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the two twelve guys say they're going to go up, and then they never do. Yeah. yeah. So well, I mean, but the little guys, our game is not mass. But now, so. look at Lunsford. Lunsford yeah. proved that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Lunsford, just about as big as any of them out there. So. Yeah. What do you think is, like, the best case, like, somebody that was a giant bodybuilder, and then after their prime, you know, like, like, Ryan Coleman, like, what he, like, he's doing okay. Dorian. Dorian's great, Dorian, right? Dorian and Jay. Dorian Yates is probably one of the best yeah. case. Because I was going to say, like, you're still talking about mass monsters and stuff, but, like, I feel like, Mark, when you retire, you're still going to have a good quality of life because you never got, like, you yeah. know, like those, like, when some of those dudes, like, the amount of size. You didn't go beyond what you, what you should be. I mean, we to. love bodybuilding. That's what we're doing. And I'm not trying to, like, shed a negative light on it, but there are certain realities of the sport. And it's like. It's not healthy to walk around at 280 pounds. I, I am yeah. 200, I'm 285. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me, like, hey, what are you going to do when you're done powerlifting? Are you going to stay that big? Fuck no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna lose fifty pounds. You think this is comfortable? It's not. No, and the thing is, too, like Sam, healthy. I I saw your before too, dude. So like, you actually you can get back down to like a basically normal body size because yeah. I saw what you looked like before powerlifting. So oh, yeah. I think like you could probably be super healthy afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, no, yeah, Jay Jay Cutler, Dorian Yates, those are probably the two like big dudes. Yeah. Big Jay Cutler still looks good, right? Yeah, Jay Cutler still trains. Yeah, he still trains and he's very healthy. Um, you know, he's he's questionable to be able to still be able to come back. What about like Michael Hearn? Isn't that dude? Fuck, don't. 
<laughs> who is it? Is he the one that lifts with like Billy Gunn? Michael Tran. <laughs> Michael Tran. Is he the one that lifts with Billy Gunn uh, from I WWE? I'm not sure. I'm sure. I, I mean, you know that dude. Like, I, I am blocked by my co-parents. Oh, he's blocked on Instagram. I am not. <laughs> I am. I. He. I. Bro, you guys aren't friends. Tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, my co No. What'd you do? <laughs> Maybe he's listening. Dude. Sam. What no, did you do? I gotta talk shit, dude. I just so this made podcast blows I just up. made a comment. <laughs> and I just, all I did was make a comment on one of his posts that he obviously didn't agree with. Oh, very I think much. he might have told me this. And then he blocked me. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dang. So he's got some thin skin. Uh, yeah. Maybe. He... Mike O'Hearn is bigger than a lot of pro bodybuilders. He's huge. That are, that are very <laughs> open about what they take. Mike O'Hearn is f- over 50. So I was going to say, he still looks really good for his age, but maybe he hasn't quite hit that. Period yet? No, where the bad stuff is, starts. No, out. he is definitely there. There's a weird era. Okay, there's a weird era of bodybuilding and fitness. Whereas, like, well, the, from from like so like from basically Arnold's era, the golden era, all the way up to about Ronnie's era. Yep, they were very open about what they did and what they took. Right. And then there was a big like, no, this is not okay. What so, time was that? Where like that started, was like was that around the same time two, when WWE started having trouble about with it? Two thousand and eight. So like after George Bush, like all yeah. God's there. To about two, yeah. So basically, right around At that same time, yeah. like he started shutting down. About two thousand seven, the big baseball scandal. Yeah. Around that time, and so then it was it was the popular thing to be I'm natty, and pretend you're natty while you're taking like coke. And there's a lot of people who have got who have dug themselves so far into this hole that there's no way out now. Well, so it's kind of like how Liver King dug himself into that yeah. corner of, like, it's, I'm natty. If it's, it's one thing to just to not go out and, like, say it. Like, if people... Well, if, that's like the rock. It's one thing to dodge... You don't put yourself in a situation. Right. It's one thing to just dodge the question. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be like, no, I'm not. Right, to make a statement where so, you're blatantly so like... So, Mike O'Hearn is one of those guys uh, who's who dug that hole so deep okay. that it there's no way you can get out of it now. You either got to be all in on that, no, I'm not. You, you just can't be like, okay, no, yeah, I do. And be right. okay. It, you, you either aren't or well, you it's are. like more the, the dudes that keep it more vague where it's like yeah. only somebody like us would look at him and be like okay duh because yeah there's a, that but, whole era that, of like ulysses and simeon panda daniel and bailey a lot of those i don't know how, how many of those guys you know but those are all like people who were like oh yeah we're natty and da 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 and they've just dug that hole so deep that there's there's no other option whereas yeah. like now since like 2016 to 18, it's kind of gone the other direction with TRT mm-hmm. being yeah. like normalized and everything like that. Um, right. People are more open about it, but they yeah. still aren't all the way open because right. people will be like, yeah, I take TRT. Okay, you take TRT, but what else do you take on top of that? Right. Well, and some people genuinely, I think TRT is good for it's, them. It's amazing. TRT is an amazing thing. Um, it's It's fantastic, but... 
it's it's almost like they're using it as an out. Like, oh yeah, I take stuff, but it's just this. Well, it's like yeah, Where, I'm taking stuff, but I just call it TRT. Like, like, it's if, like, did you get that from a doc? Well, no. Like, like if you yeah. got somebody <laughs> like if you got somebody like Jay Cutler, that's like, yeah, I'm on TRT. Uh, no, you're not, bro. Come yeah, on, I'm so. sure you're taking TRT, but what else? Well, yeah. I even think that like when Joe Rogan says he's on TRT, I'm like, well, yes, yeah. And he, but Joe Rogan's extremely open he's about it. He's pretty open. He's, he's like, on. I'm on peptides, got, I'm on GH, and I'm on yeah, TRT. He's got no reason to lie. And that's kind of why he was like, no, I'm not going to have Liver King on. Yeah. Because that, I don't know. Liver King's begging to get on his podcast. I know. He's trying to get on. But he also yeah. says he's going to go natty, and I don't like that, because now I feel like you're lying again after you got caught lying. Yeah, I just, just stay just on. stop. Yeah, Fuck just it. stay on. Dude. Just stay on. You know you can't maintain that physique without Well, him. he's just trying to backpedal. He's just trying to save his brand. It's like let me let me show you how much of this physique I can hold on to. Right. Well, maybe he can somewhat. But what? But how's he gonna prove it? Because that was the bad part. Like the stuff he's promoting wasn't necessarily bad. No. It's just to give him the false idea that you're gonna Man, look like him. This guy got everybody right. to believe that you could look as big as he does, which he doesn't look that great. But he was big. He got everybody to believe that you can get as big as he is by eating fucking balls. Yeah. By eating liver and liver and, and basking your balls and your asshole. The seven tenets, brother. The I'm seven not, not going to lie. I didn't even I didn't even really know no, much about Huck, the liver king until that all that Huck, crap Huck came Finn. out. So. Mark's Tom, like, Tom Finn. Huck Finn is the real liver king. Mark's like, I'm not going to lie. I went out and bought some testicles right away. <laughs> 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 I bought gizzards. <laughs> I got it. Uh, and no, you're talking about Huck Finn Barbell? Yes. He's Dude, the, that guy's the that's, real That's the real idiot. liver king because real men don't eat don't eat balls, they eat pussy. Yeah, he's got those <laughs> his, shirts. <laughs> <laughs> his shirts are Whoa. great, dude. Yes. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a chance to hang out with all those guys. Dude, my, he's one of my favorite Instagram accounts. Yes. Like he does even like his like blatant like uh, patriotism shit he does like oh, he's awesome. He's so, like, so I was cool. actually just listening to his podcast on my way over here. He's like everything we need in this country right now. Yeah, I'm gonna get to hang out with all those guys yeah. down at the Pioneer Open. Him, Tom nice. Callis, and Dan Bell. Um, he's I kind of like just lighten up a little yeah. bit because he's just funny, dude. Yeah. yeah, he's doing a lot of pro wrestling gimmick shit. Oh yeah, like well, he'll do the Stone Cold with the well, beard. He was, um, he was, he got invited to a tryout. He shut, dude. They, but he, if, if so, they, what happened was he got invited to a tryout two weeks prior to Torch Peck. Oh, I saw that. And he's he, doing heavy he, bench. He, he rehabbed. He rehabbed himself back. He yeah. got in touch with them and was like, "Hey, you know, I'm healthy again." You want? They never got back to him. If so they like, were smart, they'd start working with him now because that dude has a huge. They don't need to. They got people like Rick Boos. That's true. They got Boos. They got Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just he's good crossover. Like he does have a big like audience, yeah. but I suppose they don't really need it. No, no. It'd be it'd probably be more beneficial for him, honestly. Yeah. No, it would be. They don't. But he he's doing awesome. But he's yeah. so funny, dude. Oh, he's hilarious. Just like the shit he does. Like what he'll be on like a boat, like deadlifting, drinking at the same time, yep. being pulled behind a boat. Like this is this is doing shit you've never seen before. That's all it is. I know. He does some crazy shit. Huh? Like, he'll do a lot of, like, lifts, like, heavy deadlift on a bunch of Legos, barefoot, shit like yep. that. Yeah. Just, like, sprinkle a bunch of it Legos. It works. Yeah. It works. Well, that's, like, pro wrestling shit. Well, he's trying to he's trying to do something really cool. He, he's torn both of his pecs. So he's mm -hmm. blowing both of his pecs out. And you shouldn't still be able to bench press after that, but he is. And he can bench a lot. And he's, so he's trying, to, he's trying to bench 500 pounds on the platform again 
one more time with two reattached pecs. Yeah. And that's incredible. That's one I, of the craziest things I've ever heard. Yeah, I think it's something about his, like, personality, too. That yeah. Just, like, get people, yeah, they just connect with the dude. Because he's just, like, out to have fun. Blue, blue collar. Yeah. He's blue collar. Blue like, collar. Yeah, he works fun. in a prison. He's a prison guard. He looks like that. Yeah, he, he works in a prison. He's a prison guard. You guys have never seen him? Uh-uh. Oh, um, dude. Tom you gotta, Finn. You gotta, you gotta we, we need to get out more. Huck Finn. He's so goddamn funny. <laughs> <laughs> he sells all kinds of funny t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Shit. We don't need to quote those. Well, those, I mean, those, are pretty, those are pretty bad, dude. They're pretty Some bad. Some of them are pretty bad. They're yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, he's a good follow on yeah. Instagram. Though. Yes. So how's your uh, transition from, um, you know, having a wrestling mentality and having a goal of wrestling to fitness and bodybuilding? How's that? I don't know, dude. It's hard sometimes. Like, like today I was doing a bunch of box jumps, and I just felt like I wanted to wrestle again. Right, because you're doing something yeah. athletic instead. Because I'm like, dude, I'm like, I wonder if I could still do these. Instead, so just, yeah, instead of doing like, I, I saw him doing that shit, and I was like, well, they dude, had a bunch of careful. There was like a bunch of no, dude. Yeah, yeah, so it is hard. So like, there was a bunch of other like young dudes like I think they were doing like football training. They're in there with their yeah, coach at body shop, body yeah. shop and they set up guys. all the shit, and I look at them like. Man, I still do that. I do that shit all the he time, looking too. So I started jumping, and he, Mark's just like, bro, you're going to show I, I do that. I, so I train a lot of that kind of stuff in the offseason. Like, I to, to give me, like, something. Because when I can't focus on, like, bench squat and deadlift, I do something. So, like, I train. This Why? last this last offseason, I trained my long jump. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to. So doing my. If so, you keep doing it, though, you'll be able to do it. But for, So two reasons. First off, it's going to make me more explosive. Yeah. More explosive is going to make me a better lifter. Second off, it is so fucking funny to watch somebody my size do a, a long jump. You got a video? Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, does, does that cause like a lot of earthquakes in your body when you do that? Mm, it's not fun. If I don't stretch, I'm fucked. Dude, I had a friend that was like a football player. He was a big son of a bitch like you, and he was like, and he was good at box jumps, but he got really cocky and set it up way too high uh, one time. And he just fucking like came down, like scraped his shin right against the side, fell over. Notice how He's I like, said, hey, "Can you videotape me?" I'm like, "Sure." And then he did that. I'm like, "I don't think you want this video." Notice like, how I said long jump and not high yeah, jump. Not I don't, high I jump. don't fuck with that. Yeah, uh, he scraped his shin. If I come, bad. if I come down the wrong way, I'm fucked. That's why I don't snowboard. Well, anything. that would fuck up your competition and stuff. Yeah, that's that, but I believe. it does make more sense for him to do it. Yeah. Than me, because I don't, you know, with bodybuilding. Like, um, I'll train my pull up. And see how like um, how many pull ups I can get to. Yeah. Um, long jump was the last thing I did. Um, I'm trying to think what to do this time. I train. I might train the splits next off season just for the hell of it. You think you can yes. get them? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've got great. Lo- I have no upper body mobility. I have great lower body mobility. Who, Sam, who do you think was the greatest uh, big man athletic wise? in WWE that was like a big guy Brock Lesnar okay that's big what about like, I was thinking like Bam like Bam Bigelow big big guy you said Bam Bam Bigelow yeah I haven't heard that name since the like Vader you know how Vader could do a Vader moonsault? was pretty I don't think uh, no Keith, right now the best uh, Samoa Joe and Keith Lee both are awesome dude yeah those guys are both crazy I just watched this match it was like Seamus <laughs> versus this other big ass dude <laughs> Who is that other big dude? You know, he he wrestled Sheamus at the Solo uh, Sokoa? The, San, the castle. It was like the clash at the castle. Oh, that was dude. oh, that was Gunther. 
Oh my god, two huge dudes, they beat the yeah. fuck out of each other, like, for real. Yeah. I haven't seen a match that good and brutal in a long time. I told, I told Marco on the way over here, I'm like, we're not going to talk about pro wrestling. We're not yeah, going to talk, talk about pro wrestling. Keep Nick off wrestling. Because yeah. me and him are just going to sit here the whole time talking about pro wrestling. We're going to debate on who's the greatest wrestler. Yeah, you guys are talking about We did that last time. No, it's uh, Tito Santana, okay? No. But or, they, or, dude, they, they fucking chopped the shit out of No, the greatest wrestler of all time is White J. That's your favorite of all time? No, that's the greatest wrestler of all time. Chris Jericho? Yeah. He is the best. God, he's so good. He is the best in and out of the ring worker. He's sort of like the best no guy who keeps, it, keeps you safe. Dude, everything. and still to this day, putting on quality shit, even in AEW, yeah. where like a lot of guys are not putting on their best He just did a death shit. match. Yeah. Like, fuck. Anyways, anyways. And he's a Fozzie. fucking rock star, Mark. Yeah, Fozzie. He sings in Fozzie. I yeah. don't know who these You never heard Fozzie, bro? Are. Judas. And, and Judas. Maybe yes. I need to go to a wrestling uh, yes. event with you guys. I will take you to a wrestling so event. So I used to know what a suplex so was. Let's go to a, like, a Defy. <laughs> let's go to a Defy wrestling okay. show in Seattle, dude. Okay, Is that, that even a term today, suplex? It's suplex. 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 Wait, I got it. I got it. The, the Iron Sheik's camel clutch. And you guys, yeah, were, you guys, you guys were not born yet, by the way. I know. No, you're true. right. I was not. So, and who else is there? It's uh, like Hulk Hogan. Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. Yep. There you go. There I know who both of those and guys then, are. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Jimmy Superfly. He killed again. So your parents would only. Yeah, know Jimmy Superfly Snooker killed again. He fucking killed again. Yeah, Jimmy Snooker fucking murdered somebody. Possibly. Allegedly. Probably. They, most of those guys back then <laughs> probably killed a hooker or two. Like, oh, dude, honest. back then? Are you kidding Oh, me? my God. <laughs> they they might have. Oh, yeah. They would have covered it back in the day. Oh, yeah. You, the, the promoter's like, you did what? Oh, Fuck, I'll take oh, care of it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's just like... So, going back to bodybuilding, <laughs> Carlo. Dude, bodybuilders are probably just as crazy. No. Yes and no. It's... I mean, I've met some really fucking nuts ones before, but I, I would say genuinely. There's a lot of positive ones, too. There's some great guys. I mean, you seem super, super positive. Two pretty positive ones right Super here. quiet. Family man, good yeah. dude. I know, Mark, you, you're, not, you're not crazy enough, bro. You got to. Who, me? You don't got no dead hookers anywhere. <laughs> oh, oh, jeez. No, no, I know Mark's that. Good I, I, I know that story, too, because, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, heard my fair share the stories um, through the years. Well, Mark has yeah. outlived a couple Mr. Olympias right now. Yeah. Yeah, in my 22 years, I've seen so many people come and go. I've seen some of the craziest stories. I've even seen, like, people I was on stage with years ago, uh, one of them murdered their girlfriend. Um, I mean, yikes. I, and you would never expect some of these people. Never it's crazy. Right. But, I mean, if you think about it, you know, it's a you know, self-serving sport. Um you could that's fucked up you could have it in a way that you can you know put a positive spin on it and you know um be it a way uh, to encourage other people or you could turn it the other way and make it really bad so really selfish and shitty you know what i mean oh wait we won't bring him up well we were Ooh. talking about that right oh no. <laughs> i don't know i don't know what he's talking no. about so I Mark, missed it. what do you think uh if you've been in it so long, you've seen people come and go, you're doing it in a pretty healthy way, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously, we were talking about, like, someday I might have to have your wife on to talk about, like, what it's like on the other oh, side of being somebody be that's that. dating somebody mm -hmm. who is in the sport that ends up being kind of selfish at times because you have to put all your energy on yourself and how she deals with that. 
But I was going to ask you with the longevity, seeing people come and go, like what what keeps you so dedicated to it? What do you do to stay motivated? Because I'm sure after a while, motivation is not a factor. It's just about, you know, kind of discipline and just doing the thing. Yeah, let's just be honest. I mean, if you go to bodybuilding shows, like, you know, all of us do, we can sit through, we can get there early, stay late. The only people that do that are the ones who are truly passionate about the sport. So you're not, it's not just about, I mean, obviously we want to, we all want to flourish. We want to be the best. We want to, you know, You've heard this cliche probably a thousand times on this podcast or other podcasts. Is, you know, you you want to be the best version of yourself, right? And uh, and uh, what keeps uh, the fire going is, uh, you know, you you never forget where you started. So the reason why I got into this originally was the performance aspect. It wasn't really the physique thing. So um, and then it kind of grew into it. So uh, my background that. You know, everybody knows here. I have a dancing background, and I was like, "Whoa, I can actually use that platform now." I didn't realize you can actually go outside of the box and incorporate some of that stuff right. uh, within reason, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but that's how it started. But um, there is, uh, you know, uh, especially being a coach, the greatest thing. Um, now I don't get the same thing when you're when you get somebody who's done a meet. You're basically taking somebody through that's never done what you've done yeah. from zero to a meet or yeah. a stage. You can't you can't relive um, right. that again. And the only way you can relive it is, you know, through people it's beautiful. You know, like Carlo, like Jared, like Bliss, like so I that, don't know, like that like reignites your passion for it watching somebody else. Yeah, because it reminds person. me of where I started. Yeah. So that's why um, you know here and there, I mean, we have, I, I have my moments, I'm sure Sam has our moments, we get a little sense of entitlement too, because you know, we've been through the fire, we've, we've walked through all, everything, every, we've gone through the good things, and the bad things in the industry, or whatever, but, uh, what we choose as coaches, and as longtime athletes, and advocates for, um, you know, for our, our niches, is, you know, we look for the good things, mm -hmm. so, I mean, there, there. I mean, you know, obviously we all know there. There's negative parts of it because I mean we have a, nar a bunch of narcissists in one room, you know, a bunch of selfish people. Mm -hmm. But you can use it in a way that's, you know, let's be honest. You, you either you have a choice. You're either going to be selfish about it, or you're gonna, you're gonna use it as, um, as a way of um, empowering other people. So I choose, um, and. That's um, you know that that's an important thing, I, I, especially when people come in the sport, you know, because you, you can burn yourself out really, really fast if you don't know why you're in this industry. It's not just about. I mean, we want to win. It's not just about that. Because if I'm going up against Sam, for example, he's how much do you weigh? Two eighty five. It's two eighty five, and he's dialed in. He looks big as fuck. He's, he's like in the forefront of this bit yeah. footage. Yeah, <laughs> you just look fucking huge, dude. Yeah. If he's dialed in, and oh, I'm dialed in, sorry, Carlo, it's still oh. it's still gonna be hard to, oh, right. to beat him. Oh, so yeah. like, um, you know, each one of us have different genes. So if he chose to bodybuild again, he you know he could do it. Us, yeah, he could do it, and especially with all the I think he could. I, I know I could. I don't no, fucking want to. So no way in hell, never again. It's not as fun. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, but what uh, you know keeps the fire going constantly is you know you, you just, just got you just got to remember why you're doing this. Mm -hmm. But then um, also through helping other people, you're saying it kind of you get something really, back out of that. Yep, and then obviously we're like I'm not gonna lie, um, I, I don't know if you see the same thing. I mean, you're coaching a little bit now too, Carlo and Sam is. Um, you get we get a little lazy when we're coaching other people too for ourselves. We stop thinking about ourselves. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> and yeah. And we're like, oh, no, I don't need. I that. I I barely like I, I eat about five thousand calories a day right now. I I, I ate maybe fifteen hundred yeah. while I was coaching my t my three people. Like yeah. I just didn't think. So about how it. do you balance that when you're coaching people to make sure you, you keep, don't? It's just it gets take it's it like, gets away well, from you. Like so it's you try the best. Organized chaos. You try the best you it's can. Like being a parent. You, you you have a plan and you try the best you can. That's that's why my wife and Lorraine does a good job about it too for him. Is they will remind us. Yeah. Hey, you know. Hey, you need to sit down. It's it's there. They yeah. went. It's over. You've got time. Go eat something. Right. Because you you your energy's getting all spread yeah. around. Yeah. Oh, I was I was dead after uh, the weekend. I was I was dead. What is? It's almost like you're a source for so many people. That means you have to give energy to all these uh -huh. different people. Well, and I can't help but like I know Mark has the same problem. So does Carlo. Like I can't help but help other people other than my people too. Like I won't prioritize somebody I don't know over my own athletes but i i like if i see somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're doing in the warm-up some room, kid came up to you and asked i'm gonna help i'm gonna help him or if mark sees somebody hitting a front double in the back and something looks a little off he's gonna go over and be like hey drop this down pop this up look there it is right. yeah there was a client that came uh, that brought up something i mean well i'll know you're competing um you know at the same time as me and carlo and i'm like i was like i, I just want to make sure you know you're in prep now i'm like what, what are you getting at i'm like well, don't you have to prioritize yourself, uh, yourself? And I'm like, I have 20 athletes doing the show. There's no way I can prioritize myself. So I have to do it in a way I can balance. That's what I'm for. Um, <laughs> that's where, <laughs> that's where and, Sam comes and then in. The, you see, the other part, too, is, you know, it's like my wife and Sam. And then when Carlo's not competing, these guys are my eyes and ears. Um, and they're my eyes and ears that will give their honest, blunt opinions. They will tell you, you look like shit or you look good or not, or they'll say, hey, I don't think we should do this, we should do that. So I get input from the um, second and third pairs of eyes for the other athletes. Um, mm -hmm. And because of that, I wouldn't be able to still compete and coach at the same time. So, you so know, it's a community. Emerald Cup's the biggest time of year for any any team in Washington State, yep. period. Yep. You know, um, yep. we, we, what, we have 13? Close to twenty now, um, doing the show. So, so, but that's just yeah. that's just people, right? That's people. So that's not including all the extra classes those people might be doing. Yeah, so, you people, know, like a bikini, this. like a bikini girl, for instance, could do true novice, novice, and open. Yeah. That one person could be in three classes. Okay. So now take that one person in three classes. Now imagine. If all twenty of those people decide to do that, you got to manage sixty, essentially sixty bodies. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's crazy. Then yeah. you have to monitor. I mean, you're going to get the same thing too. You're going to find out really quick. Um, you're going to be micromanaged probably every. I only have two clients so far. So. Every uh, no, I meant I meant like when. Uh, oh, you're in Jordan. 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 Oh, yeah. So he's going to be checking on you every single hour. Yep. Every single. I mean, you just ask Carlo. It's like, hey, how you look. He's like, hey, you're not answering, dude. 
Or is this going to be like what the whole like week before the show, basically? Um, or? when it when it get, comes down in the nitty gritty, last one or two weeks when the body's really sensitive, um, and it, and that's when yeah. it gets the hardest. It gets the hardest because you could either have somebody too conditioned. There is a such thing. I mean, you could have a skeleton on stage if you're not careful. Uh -huh. right. So, um, you know, or it's, you could overfeed somebody, put give somebody too much peanut butter, or they decided to put too much peanut butter themselves because they think they're flat uh, without yeah, checking. So. I feel like that's when people start getting irrational and uh -huh. start justifying things and they'll make bad food decisions. Well, you're also, you know, you're depleted. You're, yeah. you're, 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 so you've, done, you've done a cut, a pretty aggressive cut. So you, you kind of know what the what the bodybuilder depletion is like. Right. You're not quite there. But so you, when I say people, I'm saying, like, yeah. I know how my brain tries to right. trick me. So now it imagine. tries to make me think this is okay to do this when so, it's not. So imagine that. But you're you're more depleted than that, right. and you're handling the stress of the show. Yeah, you're, and you're handling other people. And, and you're trying to podcast. Yeah. And so try, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> let me get on my. Uh, yeah. Jordan said I should have a, a rice. I can't wait till I like try to podcast the week of the show. Maybe some whiskey. You're gonna come in here and Nick's eating a raw potato in front of the show. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That sounds good, man. Mm. Raw potato. Yeah, I was eating some Reese's on the way over here. Which ones? Reese's sticks. Ooh, I always see him eating that, so he <laughs> obviously likes peanut butter. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey man, I'm a, I eat a lot cleaner than everybody thinks. I'm just fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the brutal honesty. Yeah. I love it. Carla, what's the experience? I mean, you transitioned um, pretty quickly. Um, I mean, uh, from from just being an athlete to now, you see what goes on backstage and what. Sam and I yeah, what was uh, have, your... have to go through. Um, has it uh, changed your perspective about bodybuilding, or um, does it make you appreciate um, what we have to go through with the sport a little bit more? Yeah, it helps me appreciate what you go through, because um, for, you said, how many years have you been coaching? I've been coaching nine, but my... Uh, my my own squad or team is uh, about six years. It's, go it's going to be our seventh year anniversary here for GK in June 2023. So. Yeah, so you've been doing this for six years, again, all by yourself. And mm -hmm. um, first Fine. time you had me help you, it, it was exhausting. Finally, finally letting people fucking help him. How many goddamn years have I been fucking <laughs> yelling at you yeah, and barking at you? Mark, let me help. Mark, let me help. There's a storyline behind that. Mark, because, why is uh, it hard for you to let other people help you, dude? Because, um, you know, when you're a perfectionist, you know, I'm sure Sam is and, you know, Carlo, anybody that's an elite athlete at what they do, you want everything done correctly. Mm -hmm. And it, the thing is, uh, hard to trust you, it's you hard have to, to trust. learn to trust and delegate. And you have to, uh, I mean, because you can't. If you don't duplicate yourself, I mean, you're you're literally putting a lid on your own it, business. It's somebody's dream on the, it's somebody's dream on the line. Yep. Somebody's, somebody's dream. Somebody is. You put a lot of pressure. Twenty representing yeah. you. You want them to do somebody's that. half a year, year journey, yep. dream, all this money, work, effort, time that they put in, and you know, you know that the best hands are your own. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to go like, okay. Sam, I gotta go step on stage, make sure these five bikini girls mm -hmm. are ready to go, dialed in. And so like I, I get it, but that's yeah. why I hounded them for so many years. It's like, bro, there's a certain yeah. point there's several a, people. There's a certain point where you're not gonna be able to handle it and you're either gonna start 
you're either going to start to lose it here, or they're going to suffer. Yeah, and the thing about that, too, is uh, even, you know, it was um, my wife who brought it up to me. He's like, you know how many classes you've missed now of people that were on stage? I'm like, I did. Because I was, because uh, if, if you guys don't know how the structure of how the Emerald Cup was before, four floors separate mm -hmm. the pump-up room and the downstairs. Okay. They're, they're not doing that anymore, which is good. Because the it's a higher variance, to be honest with you. Um, to miss your classes. I mean, I appreciate obviously the size of the show. There's nothing like doing a show that's big and you know it's very competitive. It's so fun. But running up and down the stairs and doing it all by myself, four floors. So I, I had the elevator and have the escalator. And you're competing and in the show as well. Um, they didn't have pro shows in, until this last year, so Sometimes. Um, I, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did the last year or two or this next coming year. Um, I wouldn't be able to do double duty if I didn't have three or four other pairs of eyes. And the thing about that, uh, what's cool about having those second, third pairs of eyes, they can see stuff that I don't see. Um, and the important thing about that is, I have to have a good enough, healthy enough ego to take, like, um, to be able to hear from Sam, Lorraine, and Carlo and say, hey, I don't think we should do this. I just don't see his body responding or her body responding the way they are. They look stressed out or whatever it is. Or, because um, they've, the last two or three weeks, sometimes we do simulations mm -hmm. uh, with, with uh, different clients. And all these guys are pretty well informed on uh, what the clients are already doing, what works for them, what doesn't work for them. Um, you know, uh, it always makes it different though if somebody's incredibly conditioned though. You can do anything you want with that athlete. Uh -huh. um, however, if they're the other direction, you cannot do that. Right. So, so that means like one little you can give, variable will screw up everything. You can give them an extra two ounces of water on accident and they blow mm -hmm. the fuck up. Yep. And, they're, and they wash out. Yeah, oh, that's so crazy. Two ounces of water. Two ounces or of water. An extra one, or being stressed out. Or one extra tablespoon of salt. Yep. You, know, you never know. Um, yep. And so how do you try, How do you know that stuff? Trial and error, man. That's, and error. That's, why we, yeah. that's why me and Mark get so on it about the, the coach hopping topic. And <laughs> so let's talk about coach hopping. So it in my mind... If you only stay with a coach for one one show, one meet, etc., you're not doing yourself any justice, and you're not doing that coach any justice. You're not giving because you you don't know how somebody works until you take them through what you think is going to work. So, like a really good example is my wife. Mark coaches my wife. We didn't really he didn't really figure it out. We didn't really figure it out until the last two shows what really really works mm -hmm. she's the only one that can eat a fucking ribeye the night before a show and she's fine but if she eats 10 grams of carbs she washes out middle finger Chelsea. <laughs> but we didn't but we didn't figure that out and yeah. and it took so like one time's not enough for a coach to understand no. just like you're your best kind of like yeah you know your body mm -hmm. and you're an athlete so like sometimes you don't know either if you if you haven't um, you know, ventured out, maybe tried other methods too. Right. Like I would so say, the coach is going to help you figure it out. Yeah, so I could have jumped right away because um, back in 2000, 2001, I hired Turk Fickling, you know, legendary bodybuilder. Um, and, uh, you know, 
it took us seven shows to get me perfect. Um, all with the same coach. Yeah, all with the same coach. Um, you know, um, hey, who wouldn't like red meat in their diet for their first six shows? I'm like, man, this is not even a diet. I'm like, yeah. I'm like doing twenty thousand milligrams of sodium. I mean, I'm and eating. Then you take twelve. I'm eating like, fuck. chicken thighs. What's funny is I wasn't taking twelve yeah. or any of that stuff. I was, I was, I was hovering around the yeah. top five. I was hovering, and. Every th every time I would hear it, I would I would hear, well, you're not tight enough. I'm like, but I think what Turk was concerned about was me being full enough, um, you know. Um, so we were eating steaks, we were eating uh, chicken thighs, um, a lot. I'm like, man, this is heaven. This ain't no diet. <laughs> um, everybody's asking me what I'm doing. You're able to stay that lean, um, quote unquote lean, and still, you know, um, you know, and still be able to eat that food. Um, but, you know, it's when, honestly, towards, you know, uh, down the line, towards 2011, 12, 2012, 2013, when we started figuring out half half my food was lower-fat sources, mm -hmm. maybe like chicken or that disgusting tilapia or cod, but it works. Um, and that's when I started, I started so dominating. You had to get the so, red meat out, is what you're saying. Yeah. You just, had to figure that out. Yeah, just, I mean, it's amazing. It tastes amazing. But it wasn't working. It, I was. People were beating me that shouldn't have been beating me. Right. It was, and, and, and it was just that one little thing that you had to tweet. Because you can you can generalize how things are supposed to work. Like yep. bikini girl, you're trying to get her water retention down. Yep. You're trying to get her drier. You're trying to. Get, so you, you cut her carbs. Mm -hmm. That's the typical general approach. Mm -hmm. Me and Bart both have encountered people that you can throw them 600 grams of carbs and they are still lean as fuck. But yeah. you don't know that. You, you so try. You, know it. you try the. Uh, you try the general approach that you're like, okay, for ninety percent of people, this works. Yeah. And okay, they get show ready, but they're not quite right. So then you're like, okay, let's try a little bit of approach because I know this kind of works for a little bit different people. And then you, then it nails, and you're like, oh shit, you wouldn't have found that out if you would have just gone to another coach because more than likely that other coach that you jump to is gonna try the same thing. Because we all kind of know how the general idea of this is supposed to work. Yes. Yes. And the, and the time, sometimes too, it's the connection. I mean, if you don't vibe well, well, obviously no. it's not going to work. And if you get a, if you, if you are disserviced by the coach, I 100% get it. Yeah. That's not mm -hmm. what you're talking. So, but, so is there situations where you feel like people get, maybe they try to blame the coach when it's like actually they just didn't work hard enough and then they'll switch the coach or like it's a, it's a or two, they'll be unhappy with it, something it's a two-way street to be honest it's a very yeah. weird yeah. topic because yeah. some like some people can be amazing athletes and horrible coaches some people can be the the worst last place competitor ever great can be the most amazing coach ever but there's an expectation when you hire a coach that you're like okay I am going to do better because I am paying you yes. to do this for you. Yeah. But some people over-exaggerate that expectation. That's what I was kind of thinking. It's like, they might switch oh, coach because they're right. blaming the coach for something that actually they just didn't do the yeah. work. Like, well, it's not, it's not even that. It's maybe it just didn't work. It's unrealistic. unrealistic yeah, expectations. Like, you might, you might walk into a show... And, like, we, we experienced this at the, the Vancouver Open last year because that was the first show that kind of opened its doors up again after COVID. Right. And that's normally a smaller show. 
Yeah. That show was loaded. Yeah. Uh, there were so many people that I'm like, that that person took third. Yeah. They walk into any other random show and they win. Right. So you never know. And so you're saying it's not necessarily they didn't work hard. It's yeah. just they tried the wrong variables that time. Uh -huh. And or, it didn't work out. And so it's going to take them time to figure out those variables. For or somebody time. better showed up. Right. You never know who's going to show up. Yeah. You, you could have the next Mr. Olympia in your lineup. Or you could have somebody who is just like you. You never know. Well, so it's kind of like you're saying you need to give your coach enough opportunities to fail with you. Yes. To figure your body out. Mm -hmm. Like um, a good a good example is my client Connor. Mm -hmm. uh, we did his first powerlifting meet in June, right. and um, he totaled uh, eleven fifty five. Hit a couple PRs, but nothing like nothing crazy. But he hit some, he hit a couple PRs. We just did a meet again, and he totaled. Uh, he told twelve seventy seven. In six months, I put one hundred and twelve pounds on his total. Yeah, that's crazy. And but, but I figured it out. Like at the meet, he um, I peaked his deadlift wrong. Right. He he gets blown out so fast on deadlifts. Like at the last meet, he pulled four seventy four was his biggest pull. He failed five hundred two. Yeah. Um, his biggest pull in that prep was five hundred. This time, his biggest pull in prep was 468, and he pulled 512. Mm -hmm. I figured out I can let this guy go off on squats and bench, and he'll recover. Right. If I throw too much deadlift at him, he's fucked. Yeah. Right. So I just so need, you got it's variables with that too. Exactly. Right? Like how so, you program it. But for, I wouldn't have known if he didn't have trial and error. If he so if you would have switched coaches right yeah. away, he, you guys would have never figured it out. Never would have figured it out, and now he knows. Now I'm like, trust me, just trust me. I, I got this. I figured it out, and mm -hmm. boom, he pulled the biggest deadlift of his life, and it looked easy. Right. And the key thing too, I think, is uh, you know, I always say this: the best communicators, um, or athletes, or it also goes on the coach too. The communication has to be solid, uh -huh. full transparency, full transparency. Uh -huh. Right. So if I don't hear from somebody for like two weeks. I know they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, or... And what is it, you think? Like, what are they doing? They're like, probably, shit they shouldn't they're, pro they're probably cheating. Partying. Or going off program. They're probably cheating or going off program. So, right. you know, even as experienced I, as I am, I still have people watching over me. So I'll even ask these two, what do you think? What, what should I do? I even have these guys cue me while I'm on stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, and This guy's been competing you know, for 22 years, and he still asks us to yell at him. Yep. Uh, you, can, you can hear, if you watch the video yep. of him last year at the Emerald Cup, you can hear me. Yep. You can hear me on the video. I feel like everybody needs that, though. Yeah. Like, no matter how skilled you are. Like. But as a coach, you also, and this is something that I think is get, gets overlooked a lot, you need to be willing to be questioned. Yep. You need to be okay with your athlete saying, why am I doing this? Yeah, and if you can't explain, what's what's the what is the reason that you have me eating two hundred grams of carbs for this meal and zero for the next? What is the reason that you're having me do this variation of the deadlift to get my deadlift? Like why? And you, if you're not willing to be questioned by your athlete, and and there's and there's a sweet spot. You're like they should not be asking you every single time like. Why this? Why this? Why this? But like, if you if you throw something that they've never seen before, mm -hmm. they should be able to ask you why, 
and you should be okay with them questioning yeah. you because it's not them questioning if you know what they're doing and that's what I think a lot of people get wrapped up in. So There's you, think, you think I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. No, it's, yeah. no, like, no, just, just, it helps me wrap my head around it. Right, so yeah. even like me, like, yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say like, when I have, so when Jordan coaches me, like if he's doing something with me, I'm a guy that likes to know like a long term like I like to know like what are we doing and where am I going type of thing yeah so like when I'm asking him like what we're doing it's not because I'm like questioning I it's not that I'm questioning what he, that he knows what he's doing or not mm-hmm. it's just like me I don't know what it is I like to like know like you know what? what's you the goal go works. what's the plan why are we doing this and where are we going yeah, yeah, so I want to know like okay if I'm bulking I'm gonna bulk for what how long and that's gonna lead to what and then we're gonna like I kind of want to know loosely what we're doing Right, you you kind of you just want that image in your head yeah. of what you do, I like to what to expect. Yeah. Like it's just reassurance. Yeah, so. like I I asked my coach this year the most unforgivable question ever, which is where do you think my numbers will be at? Which oh, is which? Man, but, any coach but, question that but that's it's it's the worst question. But I yeah. but I told him look, yeah, I'm not like. I'm not. Tr- tr- I'm not asking you to give me a straight up answer like this is what we're going to hit. I just want a ballpark. I just want a ball like in my head. I'm a very like. If you tell me I got to do this weight for this many reps when I go into the gym today, yeah. I'll fucking do it. It doesn't matter how bad you're gonna get it done. The war. It's, it's gonna happen. Yeah. I may fail every set after that, but you tell me like, hey, we, you like five eighteen for four. Okay. Yeah. Got it. No fucking problem. So you tell me, I think we can hit in the range of 672, maybe. Okay, I fucking got that. No problem. So that's that's the kind of the the question. So yeah, I get it. But bodybuilding is definitely a lot harder. Like, well, that's kind of how a... shredded do you think I'm going to look at the end of this diet? Oh, the, yeah, you got to see, right? How many pounds of muscle oh, yeah. exactly do you think I'm going to put on? One, one thing I... Uh... My, the toughest question to answer is like, um, how do you think I'm gonna place? I'm like, who fucking knows? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I mean, like, uh, so like, if I were to ask somebody that question, like, if I were to, if I asked Turk that question or Andre, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna show up or Andre's gonna show up. He's like. He's like, motherfucker, I'm 250 pounds. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. And I'm like, and you're going to stand next to me. I'm like, yeah, you're going to lose. He was like, well, I was like, Mark, common sense. You're 170 pounds going against 250. I would have to be incredibly off for you to beat me. So when I, when I get that question, how, could be. how do you think I'm going to place? You know, I, I love the question because mm-hmm. it, in a sense, you played football. Don't blame you me. Play football. Yeah, don't blame yeah. me for asking the question. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the Cause that's all, what, all we're trying to do is put put the best possible you we can on stage. And then everything else, I don't know if Nick's going to be there. I don't know if Carlo's going to be there. Yeah. I don't know if Sam's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So, let's say nobody shows up. You're going to win. <laughs> you never know. You could be you could be in a class of twenty people, yeah. and it's extremely stacked, and they've got to rotate you ten times. Yeah. Or yeah. you could be the only fucking person in the class. Guess yeah. what you won? Yeah. There was um, I went to Raw Nationals this year, and not in my weight class, but there was this guy. His name's Zebulon, the coolest fucking name ever. That's his actual Oof. name, Zebulon. Experience named in that. He is. He's done. 
two. He, at that time, that was his second meet. Yeah. He's done three meets now. He is ranked top ten in the world all time. Now imagine being the random guy. You're qualified for nationals. I'm going to show up and I, I'm going to be able to fight for the top spot. And that motherfucker shows up and totals 22.65 in his second meet ever. Jesus. You never Just know who's... That freak. guy is borderline world record holder right now. And you never know who's going to show up. Right. Ever. Like, um, uh, what was it, two, two years ago, Emerald Cup 2020, um, the guy who won the Open just won his pro card, right? Which one? 2020? Oh, 2021. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, Stu? Stu? Yeah, Stu. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the guy who won, yeah. Yeah, the guy who won yeah. that just won his pro card at Nationals. Mm -hmm. And now imagine prepping the whole time. You think you're in great shape. You're like, I, I got the Open this year. I, I can win it. And that motherfucker shows up. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So, like, I, we don't blame anybody for asking the, how do you think I'm going to do? Because yeah, yeah. all we can do is be like, okay, let's base it off of last year, the people that show up, the average amount of people that show up in the class, and be like, you might be fighting for top three. Mm -hmm. You might win. Yeah. You might be dead last. You could have 20 ringers show up. You never know. I just say just shoot for the top five first, and then we'll work our way from there. Yep. So, because you have to be in the first group to be even considered. So let's mm -hmm. let's one step at a time. Let's get in the top uh -huh. five, and let's get into the heat of the battle first, and then we'll work our way up from fifth place. So unless you're like Carlo and you just win, I'll, I'll just yeah, just right away. asshole. How was your experience, Carlo? Was that what it was yeah, like? Yeah, let's talk you? about your first show. You uh, just kind of like a natural. Let's talk about. Of... I want to know. I want to hear what what was it like going through your first prep, and then what's it going like going through your prep now? You're like the Shawn Michaels of it just kind of comes natural to <laughs> yeah. you. It's like what's what's how does it how's it different mentally right now? Because you're obviously in a different spot in life and everything too. Yeah, so. I mean, like first prep wasn't too bad in the beginning. Because um, before prepping for a show, I was I was trying to meal prep, mm -hmm. but I was doing it incorrectly, you know. And then I learned a lot from Mark through through prep, and um, he was actually able to, to feed me a lot more than I thought I was gonna be eating. Um, what were you doing food. incorrectly about your meal prep? Eating too little, just really under eating. Yeah, under eating. And <laughs> so, how did you guys all meet then, too? Like, this, is a, this is a funny thing. I I, I gotta tell the story. Um, so and then, we'll get back to and then I'll get I'll, I'll get to him yeah. too. I'll get to him. So um, and uh, Carlo, um, I don't think I ever saw him in the gym anywhere. You know my the corridor of uh, places I'd work out at was Mill Creek, Everett, Linwood, and I never crossed paths with this guy. And one day one of uh, you know my longtime friends, I'll, I'll name it. it was this is the most hilarious thing I've ever. Uh, and it was like ten o'clock at night. Nine o'clock? Uh, yeah, like nine, ten o'clock. He's like, hey, um, his name's Doug Horton, by the way. Uh, Doug, Doug, Horton, <laughs> Doug is one of my really oh, good yeah. friends. He was like the first bodybuilder I saw in person. We love he, you, Doug. He, he was a bantamweight <laughs> at the Everett High School Ironman, which is now the Northwest Naturals, at mm -hmm. Everett High School in 1999. He's been competing longer than me. He's like, hey, dude. This, I got this guy, I think he, I think he's Filipino. I was like, dude, you either you either know this or you don't. <laughs> um, and he goes, hey, um, you know, he has a lot of potential. I'm telling you, man, you need to talk to him. I'm going to put you on the phone with him right now. This was like 
two minutes in your conversation? Uh, yeah, we talked for like two minutes, and they just try, he tried FaceTiming you and trying to... Yeah, was this the mind. first time you met, Doug? Yeah. First time I met... <laughs> oh, first time I met him, too. It was crazy. No, so that was the first time you ever met Doug. <laughs> it was. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you knew Doug for a no. while. No. Okay, that's even better. <laughs> what the fuck, Doug? So he puts me on the phone, and I've never met Carlo. And I don't know if he, he, he thought that we were going to connect well because we're both Filipino. <laughs> um, and I didn't even know what he looked like. And he's like, hey, I'm going to put you on the phone now. And I'm like, I was, I think I was in the middle of something. I don't know. And uh, and then I literally said, um, love you, Doug, by the way. <laughs> um, this is hilarious. He's like, uh, I, I go, hey, Carlo, how are you doing? And uh, I asked him, I'm like, do you really want to compete? Or, you know, was, was Doug like, you know, you know, hyping you up. Was it just his idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was his idea. I, I just want to make like sure, very easily you, you know, it's not, he's not forcing it on you. It was like, actually, I just want to build some muscle right now. Oh, mm -hmm. it's like, cool. He gave me some reassurance. And then I didn't know what he looked like. And he didn't even send me pictures. You would think he would send me pictures of me. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And then so... You gotta do a show. I don't know how we connected, but um, I... It was... Uh, we didn't reconnect and... I don't even remember meeting Carlo at the Ironman. He says I meet it, met him, and, man, I hope I was nice. You were short with me. I was short. I was like, <laughs> you were so busy, like hey, man. I'm Carlo, and I'm like, oh, hey. And I think I was busy oh, coaching. Oh, I, I might have <laughs> No, I did not say that. I did Excuse not, you. I did not just say like, that. Who the fuck are you supposed <laughs> to be? So we reconnected during uh, the COVID shutdown, and it's when no gyms, all the gyms were pretty much shut down. Right. We reconnected through you know our good friend um, Ashton, a group of uh, you know a troop of like five or ten Filipinos that were were uh, from the Mill Creek um, LA Fitness, and these guys walk in in a group of ten like a freaking triad <laughs> um, at the Team Fitness. Um, mm. You know, That's where um, I did my first powerlifting. Yeah, you know? Team Fitness, and we were going there for what a month or two. Couple months, yeah. Until uh, we uh, all migrated to Body Shop, and then I guess that's what you know uh, reconnected us both. And I don't know if I recognized him or I, I can't even remember how we interacted, but you know, you know, he just kept coming around, and uh, he was, you know, obviously, you know, him and Ashton, you know, were really good friends already. And then we just had this circle of like we had ten or twenty Filipinos. Oh, no, I'll Filipinos. tell you what he did. He saw you from across. And he's like, jacked, Filipino, good hair. <laughs> Nice hair. Yeah. He's wearing dark sport. <laughs> He's like, I gotta, get, I gotta get this guy. Oh, hey, I already know you. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, I think it's a classic example of uh, learning how to meet people where they're at. And I, I'm pretty sure you know where this concept goes. Uh, uh, comes from um, Carlo. It's a leadership uh, thing. So if somebody's not ready, um, the, the the key thing of that, if you if you know somebody's talented. And if they're not ready, just, you know, we call it meeting meeting them where they're at and pulling them the, a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. encouraging them. And when they're ready, they'll come to you. So he just, he was around our circle. I mean, how can you not compete when you're around 100 competitors? And I didn't think he would ever pull the trigger, to be honest. I even you. find it, like, I, I'm, I'm very adamant I'm never yeah. going to do a show again. But even when I'm at bodybuilding shows, I'm like, <laughs> fuck, that sounds so yeah. fun right now, man. Yeah, they're like, dude, dude you should do it those, next year. Those guys suck. I can beat them. No just get fucking ripped. No, dude. no way. So, but <laughs> imagine if you got just like ripped and, and you had to shave your beard, you'd look no, totally never. Just not like you. Never. Three hundred. 
It'd be like uh, Iron Sanctuary, Kevin. No way. <laughs> Dude, that's like, I mean, we got close to about the same of tattoos, but... I thought you guys were brothers. Hey, uh... No, I'm kidding. That was super racist. That's <laughs> Um, that's like whenever beard tattoos, white beard tattoos. They gotta be related. Kevin. I mean, Kevin. When they were doing that AI shit, yeah. dude, yours yeah, looked like something out of like fucking yeah, like a movie funny. or some that's shit. Funny. I'm kidding, Kevin. I'm just giving you like they made you look like some kind of fucking like cool. warrior out of like Lord of the Rings or some <laughs> shit. That was fun. But uh, uh, Carlo, man, that was funny. Um, he's well, like, he kept coming around, and then uh, um, I found out he was asking questions. Um, I think it was to, you know, our buddy Jason It's stuff. funny that you big-timed him when you first met him. I did not big-time There's a developing trend here that seems to be a lot of people ask about Mark before they, they, they will go up and ask Mark. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. And then he started coming to class. I was in class. Mm. And I'm like... What are you doing here? <laughs> Lisa, what are you Big doing time here? Again. I'm, I'm thinking, Why the hell are I'm, you I'm, here? I'm like, you're thinking about her? You actually want to do it? And then so, and then we ended up, you know, uh, gave him time bond, bonding with food. We went to Fogo de Chao. Instead of and, instead uh, of pushing him to do it, I, I, I forced him. I, I stuffed his face yeah. with, um, you know, ribeye and, you know, that... All, all that all that filet mignon and all that amazing rib steak mm -hmm. from Fogo de Chao. Yeah. So do you want to compete or not? No, that's, that's, that's how it started. He let him figure it out himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he would have pushed him, then Carlo might not, not be here right now. So that's what you're saying. You have, you have to give people time to oh, yeah. come to the conclusion yeah. themselves. Yeah. Me and Mark met like three, four years before we became friends. <laughs> like, we knew each other for a long time. Any big time YouTube? No, I did not. I did not. So it was, uh, I think we started being friends on, was it Instagram or Facebook. Account. So, so I, so it, it was 2013, mm -hmm. I think. No, 2014. I was getting ready for my first show. It was April. And when you say show, you're doing bodybuilding. So show? yeah, this is when I was Back getting up. into bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. I was helping out at a, a WNBF natural show. And I walked by him. And you walked. I see this. I I recognized him. Yeah. This is when like Instagram and stuff was still kind of like yeah. new and everything. And I recognized him. And I was like, and I knew he was an IFBB pro, so I was like, holy shit. And I was like, hey, you know, we've, we've talked on uh, Facebook before. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. He goes, he goes, hey, Mark. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? He's like, we've talked, like, we've talked before. Yeah, yeah. He's like, we've talked before. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I looked him out. Let me look you up. No, it's just like everybody wants a piece of it. And then he walked, and then he walked away. Um, and then, like, we would... Because even after I stopped competing, I stayed like in like yeah. supporting the sport and in shows and everything for a lot of years. Yeah. Um, and we just like every time we saw each other, we just talk a little bit more and a yeah. little bit more and a little bit more. Yep. And then I don't. There was no like catalyst, and there was yeah, no just, like we just became friends. Like yeah. I don't really know what it was. Yeah. Um, but he met me when I was a teenager. Still, I was. Uh, I just barely turned seventeen. I got. I gotta look man. back on, on on our. You know where it says "see friendship" on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. See when we started. Yep. And then uh, after, I think it was like almost six years. I didn't see yeah. you. Yeah. I saw you on social media. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. We just see each other around. Yeah. I run into him at the uh, WNBF show. Mm -hmm. And then, Sam. Um. Without <laughs> getting into too much detail, um, I approached Mark with my now wife. And 
said how unhappy I was with the uh, what the current coaches did for my wife, and yeah. I said I want you to be her coach now. Yeah, you talked about that a little bit on the yeah. Unseen podcast when you and her were together. Yeah, that's all I, I was like, yeah. I, I'm mad about this, they did this, they did that. You are her coach now. That was it. Yeah, and then, That was it. And then uh, she walks right by me, I didn't even know it was her. And then, and, and then uh, I think uh, his introduction was like, hey, meet your new coach. And we were, me and Chelsea were like, oh, hey. And then we, and we yeah. didn't even reconnect until like I think it was like three was or four months three, later. Four months later, but it, it, yeah. I mean here we are. Yeah, yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. His yeah. wife is one of the most coachable people mm. I know, but always, always happy. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes you want to punch somebody like that, don't you? But no. <laughs> he's always happy. I was like, dang! I was like, she's always smiling. He's going. I'm like, it forces me to go. <laughs> when I'm always like. Mike, so you need some issues. <laughs> no, so happy. Awesome people, though. Awesome yeah. people. That's good so. when people are happy. So, anyways, back to how your second prep was. <laughs> All right. So now we know so how you got him as a coach. Yeah, so, so now, so how was how was it this time around? Um, nothing too different. Just more food now that I've I've gained. Because um, you didn't compete last year. Mm-hmm. No. So yeah. This year, I think two years off. Yeah, or this year. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> nothing too different really. Uh, just eating a little more, uh, gain some size. And nothing too different. He's like twice the size he was, literally. <laughs> literally, just a humble dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, gain a little bit of size. You know, uh, we're aiming to get back to the same weight as I competed last year. Hoping to look a little bigger and also more conditioned. Bringing a bigger, so, bigger package. So why Emerald Cup? Because we talked, we talked a little bit about you doing a couple different shows, and and but but why why E Cup specifically? Because you have the option to do other ones. I do. But you chose the Emerald Cup. It's funny because um, my fiance and I, Paula, um, before E Cup, Valentine. Has been with his fiance twice as long as I have been with my wife for 25 years. Mm. Uh, yeah, to be sure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Five, ten, five, ten. Anyways. 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 Five, and then she's like, you know what that means, right? I was like, what does that mean? She, she, and then she was like, that means there's going to be a new champ, so you're not going to be the champ this year. Um, so you were last year's news. Oh, oh man. Serious? That's the yeah. kind of woman you want. Right? Oh, just hanging around with great too much. Wow. Okay. So, all right, I'll be back next year. So you so. know she's not going to let you get complacent. Oh, he doesn't want, so you don't want to give up the throne. You exactly. wanna you wanna show everybody what's She's up. She's like you didn't even defend it. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you wanna good. tell everybody what her intro was, uh, her bio was for her uh, oh. bikini show when she competed. She yeah, her too. her bio cracked me up because uh, I didn't even know what she, what she put on there. She's like Paul, so uh, Paula Guerrero, proud girlfriend of lightweight champ, or 2020 
one lightning. <gasps> oh my god, that was so funny. And he didn't even start cheering until until she said it. He's like, yeah, that was so funny. We were at the Iron Man. That was at the Iron Man, right? And we're all just sitting in the audience and they're reading the bio like Paula Guerrero, <laughs> the the girlfriend to the current. 2021 Emerald Lightweight Emerald Cup champion. And, me, and we all just go, and me, Whoa. And, me and Lorraine look right at Carla. We're like, Did you tell her to say that? And he's just like, <laughs> That's me. That's great. Like, hey, that's me. You're famous. Wow. So, yeah, okay. Are you doing uh, uh, Open and Classic? Yeah, we're going right. to do Open and Classic again. Mm. Wow. It's pretty good she's keeping you sharp like that, though, dude. Exactly. Dang, I had no idea. A lot of women want you to get I have never know. heard that story. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Paul, shout out to Paula. <laughs> getting him out of the Emerald Cup. Thank awesome. you, thank shout you. Shout out to Paula. Thank Sweet. you. So, you're going to be on... Are you guys on the same day? No, I'm on... A, well, on the first day, we're on on the same day, so... But the pros are on on all on Friday now, so yeah. that way. Well, no, but uh, are so is he on Saturday then? He, he's on both. he's on Friday and Saturday. You're both. You're, yeah. both, you're on both days. Yeah. Ooh, ow, yeah. Sorry, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, day is first? Classic. Friday is classic. Okay, classic. That's good. Uh, that's the one you want to go for. So. so you're gonna be a little bit more peeled for classic, and you can fill out a little yeah. bit better for uh, yeah. lightweight. We're probably gonna change uh, our approach a little bit too, because I think the last time we kind of overfed him. And we had to fix it on the second day. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so like, how did you fix that? So basically, um, sometimes, you know, uh, as coaches or myself, you know, get in over my head. And I'm like, oh, he, he could be fuller. And then it kind of backfired on me a little bit on the first day where um, he, you know, oh, he, so he softened up a little bit. And I, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you got to be, um, like I said, you got to be transparent and humble and own, own up to your mistake. And I'm like... I literally had to show you, shit, Carlo, I fucked up. We're going to fix this the next day. So it takes a lot of humility to be able to say that as a coach. Otherwise, you're just going to be hiding the rain. No, he, he messed up. No, he cheated. Nah, no, um, like so that. the next day, I was like, all right, we got to back off. We, we got to change a few things. So like, but it what, worked. Yeah, what I usually have people do is I have people check in, you know, every one or two hours. I mean, it's like, it's like perfecting. Like a masterpiece, like a right. Nothing goes in like an art. Yeah. Oh, oh you'll you'll, yeah. you'll need to stop by the yeah. the, the HQ uh, during the Emerald Cup and just see what the mess looks like. Yeah, because it's because yeah. it's 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 usually it's me. Yeah, it's me, him, and him. But now they're both going to be competing too. So there's going to yeah. be all of us sitting in a ring yeah. and add Lorraine there, add Chelsea yeah. there, and we're all just going to be letting everybody come in. Yeah. Look at your tan. Look at how you look. Okay, you got to do this, this, and this. Next. Okay, the next. Holy shit. Next. Next. Yeah, next. There's, a, there's an example of one one year where I kind of, well, I didn't kind of, I over-dieted some clients. And I remember specifically my wife saying, she, she knows what how things are supposed to look like. You are to have them have two burgers and two large fries, and that's a freaking order. Yeah. Because they were that uh, peeled, and and Lorraine, Lorraine doesn't <laughs> yeah. compete. What does that do? Uh, uh, because so they, they literally had to eat two. Burgers. They had to because they were so underfed. I had I was so I mean uptight about being conditioned, being Don't shredded, be flat. but losing uh, the volume on the muscle. Yeah. So you can do that to a competitor if you're not. I mean, because they 
sometimes cannot think for themselves, so you have to think for them. Right. And so having um, you know a third pair of eyes um, to to look at the athletes, and she knows what she's looking at. And when you have somebody's face that's all gone, so how do you know yeah. that's the right move, or that won't do like what you said, where it'll overspill so, too yeah. much? So when when you when you cut. That when you were done doing your cut, did yeah. you binge a little bit? Oh God! So when you woke up, how'd you look? When, how'd you look? when you woke up, how'd you look? I looked amazing. That's that's it. And then I started thinking I could keep doing. So but so that's why that's I had to get over that. When your when your body is it that, took me a few weeks. So when your body is that yeah. depleted, I started feeling like superhuman. When your body's that depleted, and then you you feed a little bit of that you shit. Sexy as fuck. Your body uses every little <laughs> bit of that fucking burger, the ketchup, I, I, the mayo, all, fans of it, all of it, all of it, and it will fill everything out. But the trick is, is you. If you do too much or too little, you'll overfill, you'll underfill, Damn. it won't be enough. Okay. So it's fine after the day after the show right. because, like, you're not competing anymore. But when it's like, okay, it's show day, yeah. all right, they're shredded as fuck, but they're flat. If yeah. You can be absolutely peeled to the fucking grain, but if you don't got anything in that muscle to get a pump, yeah, it's gonna look what, bad. What, what is there? That's, you'll see it... Um, if you really pay attention to a full bodybuilder lineup, yeah. you'll see people, some people get better the longer they're on stage. Some people fade. It's because they're either gaining, from they're the either color. starting to pump up because they're flexing more, they're getting more of a pump, mm -hmm. and the stuff they put in them is starting to fill them up. Yeah. Or they filled up too much or too early, and it starts to fade away, and they get flatter as the show goes on. So that's all science too. Mm -hmm. So you're saying Lorraine knew her shit and she was able to tell like these two need this now. Yeah. So imagine, um, you know, as a, you know, um, you know, being around the industry um, as a girlfriend first and then became a wife, obviously. Um, after that, you know, she's seen me do 20, um, yeah. 20 shows at the time already, and then she's seen me coach hundreds of athletes, and you know, she pays attention to what my coaches are doing. So, and the, the part, the, 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 the great thing about having somebody who has almost like an artistry background, interior design, you know, the, body, the, the body's like construction mm -hmm. and it's yeah. interior design. So it's, I know what looks good and what looks like shit. Mm -hmm. um, so, she has like the visual yeah. and like the artistic look, you know, view. Mm -hmm. She can like see that. Mm -hmm. she looks, some people can't, honestly. Because like, Mark, Mark is looking at it um, from a performance standpoint mm -hmm. and Lorraine is looking at it from an aesthetic. A body of art. Uh, and, and an art standpoint. So mm -hmm. it's a really good. She has that eye for that. Mesh, yeah. you know. Um, so, Mark will be like, oh yeah, the shredded as all hell you're so peeled but Lorraine's like but nothing's nothing's flowing yeah so yeah and then so that's a good the other, combo you got yeah the other part too is the artsy part is uh you know the most under uh, uh, appreciated part is the, the the posing and the presentation the, the most unworked on uh part in my opinion um, yeah. in bodybuilding is she even looks at that too and I want to do a performance or like a guest posing or I want to do a little nuance or I want to do a certain song. And she will literally just like, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, why? It looks cool to me. It ain't going to look cool to a thousand people. It doesn't look good to me. Um, I'm like, and it's the wrong. It's not the right song for your what you want to do. And it just doesn't fit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, but I like it. I was like, 
we're talking about marketing here. It's not going to translate to the masses of people. You can't be stuck in the 1980s music and expect uh -huh. millenniums uh -huh. to... Millennium. What did everybody tell you last year, Mark? Which one? The bro. Emerald Cup? Which one? The song. What song? You know what song I'm talking about. That's funny you say... Tipsy? Tipsy? Tipsy or, uh, yeah, or uh, to the window, to the that boss. one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, where we were all were just like, no. Well, it's funny that he says like to millennials, but it's like no millennials are fucking thirty now too, bro. Yeah, <laughs> what are you it's talking like, about? We all were. We, millennials he put it are on, old as fuck. He now. put it on, and we're just like, yeah, Generation X. And he was just like, oh, I love this. And we're just like, bro. What's like the young generation now? <laughs> what do they call them? Gen X, Z, yeah. Yeah, Z's, Z's have Z. taken over, dude. Yeah. They're in control of yeah. But yeah, um, especially like, because I picked up on, because I only did one show, but I've stayed, you I know. I know what your song was. <laughs> uh, was 300 Violin Orchestra. Ooh, some like symphony mm. shit. Did, yeah. you wear, did you wear some gladiator stuff, like no. Thor stuff or whatever? Oh, dude, I put you in a fucking game. See, you're, you're picturing what I look like now, but jacked. That's not what I looked like then. I was skinny and had a fucking mohawk and no beard. Yeah, I remember your before. Yeah. I, it looked very different. Very yeah. different. But um, he looked like one of the guys in Yellowstone if you watched that. Yeah, <laughs> he was a cowboy. So, um, but Lorraine's picked up on stuff just because she's just been there. She hears people talk. She sees, you know, okay, these are the bodies that get rewarded because they look good. These are the bodies that do poorly. Because She's staying in tap with the culture and, of it all. And I've done similar because I worked shows after I was done. I was an expediter. I was backstage. So I'd be watching all of them before they went on stage and seeing, you know, okay, they did this to counteract this. They did this to make this better. Like, I... My one thing that I love doing is I love checking people's tans. Yeah. I, I'm the I'm the tan guy. I, I zero in like nope, I Martin. Know, I know that. I you haven't. Dude, I don't know shit about. They're not spray tan. Have. No. <laughs> but every year I'm I'm always. Martin needs to be darker. She needs to be darker. You know, she's fine. Good, solid. I I hyper fixate. And that's something matters too. Because huh? I've applied tan. I've, I've been the tan guy for a couple of years too, applying tan. Yeah. And it's. That's an art too, yeah. probably. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they judge that too. Yeah. Well, so my yeah. eyes are a little fucked up. I'm colorblind, and yeah. so I see people's skin shades a little bit differently. Everybody looks a little bit darker to me. So if you look light to me, you're not fucking dark enough. Because they already look darker. Yeah. Right can, you, can you see? Do I look dark enough for you? No. I need a oh, tan, bro. So. Nick's, Nick's getting there, but... <laughs> Damn it. I tan like... Um, it's from but, pre being a pro wrestler, but I, dude. But I figure that out just because I'm in backstage. Like, I'm just watching, like, oh, this person's tan washed out. But or, do you think also, like, the whole thing, since it's so subjective and it's like an art form that, like, there's different themes that kind of take over and you got to stay in tap with the culture of what's going to be judged a certain way this year, what's changing with the... You gotta pay attention. Isn't sure. that kind of the thing that happens in it? It's gonna, like you said, this year the Olympia is going a different way, kind of. And but things are you, kind of you also cannot look at the Olympia and then be like, they're gonna apply that to the Emerald Cup. Right. Yeah. That's a whole different culture. Yeah, right? The guy who wins lineup. classic physique at the Emerald Cup is not Seabun. Yes. No. The guy who wins open bodybuilding is not, especially when it comes to bodybuilding and local shows. Because when, when you're looking at bodybuilding at the Olympia, it's 212 guys and super heavies. That's it. Mm -hmm. 
It's not bantam, lightweight, middleweight, yeah. heavyweight. It's you don't see that. Right. So you can't you can't judge Mark and Carlo the same way you can judge Big Ramy. Right. You're not looking like they have different details that they're gonna have, but Ramy's leverages and muscle bellies are gonna look completely different. You can't judge it the same way. Mm -hmm. So it's almost it's it's you don't see you also don't see the same judging panels. You know, the guys that are judging the Olympias, the Arnold Classics, that kind of stuff, yeah. they're always the same kind of group. Yeah. Whereas the people doing the local shows, same kind of group. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing about the panels, though. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's not just the lineup. Yeah. It's the panel. The panel um, could consist of people who like shape mm -hmm. who, or people who just like conditioning yeah. or people like the Ferrari. Yeah. And they don't like the Honda, it's, the little guy. Yeah, so, so it's all like kind of subjective. It's, what, bodybuilding yeah. is an opinion-based sport. Yeah. It is, there is a, and I'm not a judge, and I'm not trying to pretend that I am, but there is a criteria that you follow. But it's an opinion-based sport. It's each person. It's yeah. an opinion-based yeah. sport. Mm -hmm. You put Mark and Carlo on stage, six of them could say Mark looks better, five of them could say Carlo looks better, yeah. even though the whole audience is like, Carlo looked better. So are there times when somebody wins, but it, like clearly the yes. audience was behind someone else? Yes. 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 It happened to me, but see here, I'm glad I'm glad we're bringing that up because um, sportsmanship. Sportsmanship. Um, mm -hmm. I think you talked about. That we're before. talking about. I wasn't just going against anybody on stage. I mean, pretty much everybody on stage I know. Uh, we've been on we we follow each other we text message each other we've been in class together the guy who beat me um you know a good friend of mine cody watkins from the portland area um we didn't even know we were going to be on stage together was that last year that was uh no 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 that was uh 2015 when i wow. lost the emerald cup overall um i lost it by two points and uh you know um you know uh we, we didn't know we were going to be on stage together, but we were in class posing and competing against each other um, every single week or two that I was going to class. And, you know, it was it was crazy because when we ended up going against each other, I lost by two points. Um, you know, a lot of the crowd did not agree with the result because a lot of them are my friends. I've made a lot of friends in the industry and, you know, even some people had their own opinions. You know, right. would I have wanted to want to win? Absolutely. That was actually supposed to be the show that was supposed to be my last show. Because if you think about it, if I beat, if I can beat somebody that's, you know, 225 to 250 pounds and I'm 154 pounds, and to be exact, I was actually 149 pounds, I don't think there's anything else to prove at that point. So I, I probably Except wouldn't. Except for, you know, going to the Olympia and men's yeah. physique. <laughs> you, you, you know, or going to the Arnold. Or, yeah. you know, like, yeah, which, sure. you, know, which, which you, did. you did do. I did. I so, did. yeah, I don't got anything else to prove. I just <laughs> go to a different division, win another pro card, and then go to one of the biggest shows in the world. Nothing else to prove. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> continue. Mark's home. <laughs> oh, I, I, I make sure that everybody his knows. His friends have to do it for I, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm his hype man. I make sure everybody knows how much. You gotta have a good hype How much of a big fucking deal he is. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm kidding. You know, no, it's good is, if your friends I do it. I appreciate Sam. This is Mark. It's better if your friends do that than you doing it. Pronounce his yeah. last name fucking right, alright? Unless you want to go full heel mode. Sin, and then you start. Uh, Sin, Sanjaya. Sanjaya. Sindayan. 
Um, Cindian. Cindian is the one that everybody gets. That's yeah. since that's since high school. Well, when I first met him too, school. I was like, "How do I say this?" I'm always like, Dian. Just say Mark S. Mark Cindian. Filipino giant killer. Filipino giant Filipino giant killer. Big white ninja killer. So back to the sportsmanship thing. What we were gonna go into about that was not be a dick. Yeah, not be a dick, and think about it. If I didn't really pay attention to what I was doing, I, I was, uh, I had multiple sponsors at that point. You're a representation of not only your coach, you're a representation of the people that trusted their brand with you. Mm-hmm. You know, AKA Max Muscle back then for almost six years. I could have stormed off the stage because I, you know, and you know everybody knew I was the most conditioned guy in the entire show. But sometimes it's it's not that right. Um, but you know, the worst thing you could do is, you know, storm off the stage or I've even had some, you know, um, people that I know that have broken their trophies and screwed off the stage or, um, I've seen somebody attack a judge before. Yeah. And I've seen that too. And I'm like, uh, do you realize you're. You're biting the hands that your feed you, and they're done. They're, they're not done. And I've seen people get banned and walked out, and they're like literally banned from walking into a show. Period. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that would have that would have happened, but um, you know um, that that's an important thing. So I took my hand to you know a Cody and shook his hand, and you know I, there's nothing I could change. And then after the show, people were still bitching about the. You know, I was like, guys, 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 it's over. I can't do anything right. about it anymore. What? I wanted to win, yeah, but hey, to be considered as uh, one of the little guys, to be considered to even be in the conversation of a winner, uh, I'm okay with that. Because that was for the overall, right? That was for the overall, and I would have been the third lightweight in history to yeah. to win the Emerald Cup. There's only been two. There's been Joe Dawson, who went all the way to the Olympia in 1991, 154-pound bodybuilder, by the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, Owen McCurdy, who won in t- uh, 2001, who beat another good friend of mine, Jeff Markoff, who was a 300-pound super heavyweight. Ugh, uh, before. Yeah. What? So. Sorry. <laughs> but it's kind of like, you let, let, the crowd, let the crowd do that. If they're going to argue that you want, yeah. let them say that, but you're yeah. saying, keep your shit together. Yep. You're only going to make yourself look bad. You're not going to last. That's good advice. You're right? not going to yeah. last if you're a dick. You just got to yeah. hold that yep. together, yeah. right? You're not going to last in the fitness industry if you're a dick. You're just not. Yeah, you can tell a lot about somebody's character, though, how they handle themselves in adversity, though. So well, it's kind of like get, not getting emotional. Nope. At the, you know, you got to wait. Give it some time. Yeah, another thing, too, out. is it's not just that. Your family and friends are watching. Yeah. yeah. And my kids are there. I'm going to throw a fucking tantrum. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in a glass house. I mean, I'm in a glass house, so, you know, you know, you have to, you have, as much as you want. And you're to teaching your kids, then, to do that if well, they you're also, go their way. You know, you're, like, you're not just a reflection of you know your brand the sponsors your coach your athletes you're also a reflection of the sport right you know if what if you're the next viral video of somebody freaking out at a judge yeah like spoiled brat freaks out because he doesn't yeah. win you know like and what if see it. what if the band hammer comes down because of you yeah what if the you know, what it, you could be that all some of, of those viral videos like imagine being yeah. that guy and you gotta live with that for the rest of your yeah. life that's the biggest thing anybody knows you from did you guys see that <laughs> like one some fucking one video yeah fuck yeah so you never so you always gotta be you know I'm not saying don't don't 
I mean, fake it till you make it, but, like, don't fake being a nice person, but, like, just don't be a dick. Choose to be a nice person. Yeah. Even well, when you don't feel Well, like even if, if you don't want to be a nice guy, then don't. But, yeah. like, just don't be a dick. But now, Mark, you gotta retire and you can go full bad guy. Mm, no. <laughs> On the air. Just start talking mad shit. He's gonna spin no, He's gonna Always. no, he's gonna keep going till he's fifty. And okay. then and then he's supposed to come out of retirement every Six, ten years. Seventy. Seventy. Yeah, oh dude. He's nice. supposed to come out of retirement every ten years then. Yeah, Brett Favre. Brett yes. I love it, dude. So go until go till fifty, yeah. then retire and then compete at sixty. If you never quit doing it, you'll never get bad at it. Hey man, I know a couple seventy-year-old bodybuilders, and it's pretty nuts. Remember Harold? Yeah, I, I love that guy. I seventy. Just, he started when he was seventy-four, and he's now seventy-eight eight, years yeah. old. Holy yeah. shit! Harold, Harold is yeah. one of Harold. the sweetest yeah. men I have ever met. I'm, thank fucking God, you're still alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. So no, like I, I saw him for two, three years straight, and then COVID yeah. happened, yeah. and I was like, and I have no way of getting in touch with this guy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I. I don't know. I don't know. We, had a, we and, had a nice guy that used to come to the bar all the time, sat there with his dog. He's gone. You never know with the old guy. And so sure. then I saw him, though, at a show. Like, I was reading the roster. I saw his name. I'm like, he's a man. Yeah. He made it through COVID. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Hell yeah. I got to tell you a funny story about Harold. Um, he was, you know how we do that freestyle thing where I have people, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, post certain songs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of all the songs he could have chosen, it was hilarious, and the ladies loved it. Love Arrow. Like so so I, play, I play Chris Brown, Fine China, and he's like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, uh, Harold, that's Chris, Chris Brown. I like that song. Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm going to use that for my posing routine. Um, <laughs> so we did it. We did yeah. that. We do that all the time. I, 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 I always yeah, play an so off-kilter song. And then so when that song went off at, mm. you know, um, That's, the WNBF show, that was the so ladies good. were just that was awesome. going nuts. That was great. Harold, yeah. Yeah. Love him. And so he is a guy who started at 74. 74. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's pretty cool when you see people of an It's never too late, man. Never too, late. Never hey, man. never too late. Hey, man, I got, I have three Masters World Champions in my gym. Yeah. You've I've talked got, about this. I've got, I've, met her. I've got two people. Cindy Goodrich is one of them. Cindy's awesome. Cindy Goodrich, who's a very, very well-known wow. bodybuilder in Washington State. She is a world champion mm-hmm. powerlifter, and she is in her, she's over 60, and she, they just went to Australia this year. She's Paula's size. Yeah, she's little. Yeah, she's yeah, little. She got a pro card at, she's uh, teeny, is that teeny the universe? tiny. Yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you are never, ever, ever too. You old. can always do something cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime I see 60, 70 year old who whatever lifting this much, I'm like, share that shit. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, you've that's talked awesome. about helping people come back from that and giving them kind of like. That's a, Vitality in their life again. There's nothing I will take watching a 70 year old man pull something that's heavy for him over the random 18 year old dude pulling 800 pounds. I don't give a fuck. The old man is way cooler. Way cooler. So I'm like, that's what I want right there. I I would love to still be able to move and do that kind of shit when I'm that old. Probably. I think about that a lot now. Yeah. yeah, probably won't be able to. I keep telling my wife, no, it's, I'm, you're going to be pushing the wheelchair at some point. It's just going to yeah. happen. Knees are going to be screwed. Knees, oh, knees, are, knees and hips are already fucked, man. I'm just holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm, I have I, an, I, a, a Velcro ice pack on my 
shoulder, Carlos Dimas. I saw that. You're going to uh, think so. And then I have a Velcro uh, strapped um, lower back ice pack, mm -hmm. so that I do three times a day. It's just a sport that's hard on the body. Yeah. I mean, lifting's hard. It just is. And I I started lifting really really young. You know, I it's weird, but I have uh, I I started lifting since when I was twelve. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I have uh, over ten years of lifting. I what thirteen now? Does lifting early? Do you think that's that's your growth? No. No, I heard they just did a new Does study not. that was actually false. False. There was not the guy. So the good, seven feet. That guy. No, I was. <laughs> I used to be taller. My spine is slowly compressing from squat. There were certain things that could yeah. stunt your growth, but they said it wasn't the lifting. I can't remember no. what it was. That that's the, that that guy was outed as not using enough um, valid information, a large yeah. enough testing pool, They've and changed being very um, biased in his research so no that is not yeah. that is not a bad thing you want your eight-year-old your kid kids to, moving you want your eight-year-old kid active. to work out and if your eight-year-old kid wants to work out fucking let them just yeah. let them just make sure they're safe not yeah. enough kids not enough youth nowadays know how to fucking move mm. so like like my my brother-in-law who is um um a senior this year he's taking online pe it's like kids be getting type two diabetes. Uh, there's soon. oh and, and love the kid to death, but he's zoom? he's yeah. overweight. He is taking online fucking pee. What the hell? Why is that a thing? Like I don't know. Why is why we doing some weird shit? Dude. Why the fuck was walking class a thing in my high school? That was an elective you could take, and you just walked. Walking. Walking. Yeah. No way. That? that was the. Yes. How? They not showing they up. Because they walk to the grocery store, not come back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sam's passionate about this shit. I am passionate. It's fucking stupid. Fuck them kids, man. Goddamn kids. I got a poster. I got a Give poster. Them these participation trophies. And I got shit. a fucking Goddamn. poster in yeah. my gym. I've got a T-shirt <laughs> that says "Fuck them kids." Fuck your feelings. Yeah. Fuck them kids, man. Like, goddamn it. Oh, I love oh. it, dude. No, I think you are right, though, because it's like, if you go to the basics of it, it's like, the health is not great in this country. No. If you look at the statistics, no. so, yeah. it's not always just about no. appearance or, like, bullying people, it's just like... We are, we are the number one country in overweight people. Yeah. In the world. We are the most unhealthy country. Well, a lot of food is kind of full of a bunch of shit. And we're not as active. We have good food here. There's good we food have food. no. I mean, even our bad food quality is yeah, good. Quality. We're like, lucky. there's a lot of like, there's a lot more good nutrients in your fucking McDouble than you think there is. Well, especially if you look at like countries starving and shit. Yeah, yeah we're, we're lucky. Did you have to do that right now? Mm -hmm. Talk about McDouble. I don't give a fuck. Right Dude, now, I like right McDonald's. Now, I okay. I've lost weight eating McDonald's. Yeah. When I was in prep for Raw Nationals, I did my weight cut while I was working at McDonald's and I was eating McDonald's for almost every meal and I dropped down from 245 pounds to 231. I'm kind of hungry for McDonald's now, bro. Like, Sorry. Yum. Yeah, the power was... Today's so a super low-calorie day for me because it's yep. like a, it's a rest day, so I don't eat a lot of carbs. No, the, the whole food thing is not a fucking excuse. It's a, <laughs> just some lettuce wrap. It's, a, it's a laziness. It's a laziness. And I think you're right. Just lack of movement compared to the past. It's right? a laziness and accountability thing. And now you can make 
there's so many more opportunities um, to make money not doing fucking anything now. True. There's people that are rich out of their ass for being fat. How do they do that? Crypto? The, no. <laughs> this, uh, this guy fucking uh, Nico Avocado. Fucking. He eats uh, what, on YouTube. He what are those, what are those yeah. food challenges? Uh, uh, mukbang. 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 Oh, it's like we're paying people to kill themselves. Yeah. Slowly. That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, there's got to be like some weird shit. Like, I think I knew this girl I used to work with where like, she would get like, she would go stream live and dudes would like pay her just to like eat a sub sandwich. Yeah. Like, it's, like, baby, yeah. eat that sub sandwich. Yes. Like, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Dude. Uh, you want me to take another bite? If you can think of it. <laughs> If you can think of it, there's a market for it. If you can think of it, you're right. There's somebody to feed. Eat that sub sandwich, baby. Like the bowl challenge. I've done some weird shit, you know, to make ends meet before. Oh, yeah. I've been there, you know, the internet's a wild place. Selling my body on the... That's why I work out, right? That's why I work out. I got a weird... I don't know if we talked about it, but I sold my underwear one time. Dude, Sam. Was it, do you think a lady bought it? No, it was a dude. No, it was a dude. He just wanted to smell it. I was, uh, I think I was, I was, um, I think I was 20. And, you know, this is me, you know, trying to make rent, trying to make ends meet. Also, you know, trying to... no judgment. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think it's fucking hilarious. you're trying to sell it, I think it's so stupid that this guy fucking bought, paid for my underwear. Like, yeah, sure, why not? Because let's be honest, if you're trying to sell, like, anything like that... Like, we're, if you're a girl or a guy and you're, like, having OnlyFans or selling sex, yeah. like, it's guys watching he, both of you. He, it's he, not going to be girls. Like. He, he sent me, he, uh, he DM'd me on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, he sent me 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. He said, go buy this underwear. Work out in it. Send it to me. Bro, you couldn't get 200 bucks? Oh, no, then he oh. sent me 300. Oh, fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? Right, yeah. No freaking way. Yes. Is he still out there? I do. I told him. I told him. I'm you like, want me to wear some underwear? I told him. I said, I will, bucks, I'll put it in the envelope. I'll work out that like, shit. Like, like, that's what I was saying. That's what I did. And I said, I'll, I'll put it in the envelope. I'll send it to you. There's going to be no return address. I don't give a fuck if you yeah. get it or not. Send me the money and then I'll send it to you. Show me the what money. What year was this? Show me so the money. Uh, let's see. So this was 2017. Did your wife know about this? Yes. Dude, she supports Was that the first date? No. It's like, hey, we were dating. Dude, I knew this was going to be uncensored. We were, we were dating. We were dating. Oh, she'd support it. Are you yeah, dating? absolutely. Oh, this guy wants to give you wow. how much money? Yeah. 300 to yeah. fucking Fuck yeah. have some underwear? Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 Get that Get that fucking bag, bro. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of it at all. Were you guys together when you did your show? No. Yeah, no. Oh, no. Bro, where are these dudes who want me to wear underwear for 300 bucks? Uh, Dubai. I'm, in. <laughs> I'm fucking in Seriously? right now. Why do you think Larry Wheels lives in Dubai? <laughs> uh, awesome. Dude, I was at the gym the other day, and this dude like came up and showed me this picture of this super hot girl, like 22-year-old. Like, He's like, this is my girlfriend. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, well, the, all these girls, they want you to get this app and send them money, but this oh, one, she's different. Bro. And I wanted to be like, bro, that is some guy in his basement with some hot girl's picture. Stop talking to him. Like, stop what you're doing. No. You know, there's so many scams out there. Oh, my God. It's funny how he, like, knew that, like, well, I think a lot of them just want money, but she's different. And I'm like, she actually talks about my feelings. Yeah, you're talking to a guy. But but every but every time that I every time that uh, I want to FaceTime, yeah, she won't do it. The camera's broken. Because he was saying that, well, I'll send you money to get a better phone. Oh no, that's okay. We don't need to FaceTime. 
I mean, at least they're not asking for, hey, hey, man, like, hey, okay, like, total catfish. It sucks, right, that he's being tricked. But at least he's got somebody to talk Talk to. to. True, right? Right. And they're not asking for money. Right, because if they ask for money, he wants a video. Yeah, like, I think they wanted money before that, but when he started mentioning, I'll get you a better phone because I want you to touch your nose or something, the camera will prove it's you. She was like, no, it's cool. Yeah. Eh, whatever. At least they got each other, bro. <laughs> Come on. I saw this. Just this talk is, to the guy. I don't know if you ever knew uh, this College Humor. This is, this is a channel called College Humor. And it was, I remember that. It was yeah. a skit that they did. And it was two guys, show, two military guys showed up um, bearing a flag for a fallen soldier. And it's this bald-ass dude that answers the door. And they're like, we're looking for Monica. <laughs> and, and he's like, that's me. I was catfishing this guy. And they're like, he, they, he screamed oh, his name. God. He screamed your name as he ran into gunfire. Oh and, my God, dude, that's yeah. whole. Are you that serious? So he, di- he died. He screamed yeah, he died. your name. Yeah, and then and then uh, they're going through this and like, yeah, maybe I fucked up. I I need to stop doing this. And then another group shows up and they're like, hi, we're looking for Sarah. Two in one day. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you. It's That's hilarious. fucking straight up hilarious. It's so funny. I remember some of that shit back yeah. in the day. The internet was wild. Oh, yeah. some funny ass that was shit. before like everything got censored and everything. So it was just a rant. It was just a wild landscape. How do you even think? That's a funny concept, dude. Like he, went from underwear he ran into it. battle and died screaming your name. And, yeah. <laughs> And he was just like, I was gonna like have him propose and then say my car broke down on the way oh, to the venue Jesus. and string this guy along for another three years at least. Oh my like, god! Like, oh, this is so well, dude. Good. That's the weird thing when we're all like avatars. Like, what was that movie with like Bruce Willis where it's like, so oh, like you can go out uh, in the world, but like half yeah. the people are just like sitting in their house in this machine and they have an yeah. avatar go out so you're like with this hot girl but really it's just some fat dude sitting in his house right like he's controlling this hot girl avatar and you yeah, don't man. know the difference like, hey man that's that's crazy. the future is gonna be weird technology is scary and i hope i don't live to see it be scary well look at that ai shit we all did that's it's already getting weird like that yeah well that's not too weird that was just i uh, thought it was cool that was just a program that took a lot of art styles from famous art. from famous artists and used your picture to create something. So did you think that was bad that they kind of stole art? No. Because I had people complaining about no. it and I was kind of like, if you're com- I know you motherfuckers no. used Napster back hey, in the day. So if you're complaining about it, then... You're, you're stealing shit from artists too. If you're complaining really? about it, then you're not confident in your own ability. That's what my It's just like... like like AI, like AI coaching for powerlifting is a big thing right now. Yeah. Or there's AI coaching apps. A lot of people are threatened by it. I'm not. Because you're not, because you have confidence. Because an AI coach will never replace what an in-person coach can do. I know some people who have done very well off of AI coaching, and it works. But an AI coach can an AI coach cannot cue you. Can't do what a human can. An AI coach cannot see how your previous set looked and say, "Hey, you need to put this foot here, do this, do that." I, so no, I'm not threatened by it at all, and right. I don't think anybody should. I don't think anybody who values what they do and has confidence in what they do should be yep. concerned about it because it's not gonna. So what's your opinion on that? Um, you know, an online coach versus an in-person. You I mean, I do that. online coaching. So, I. You think it's more one's more effective than the other? Yeah, or, absolutely. You know, so I um I'm very up and honest with people that I take on as an online client. Like, look. 
if you're like, you need to understand how this works. Like, I prefer to have people in person, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to shy away from But this is still a good option for you. I'm, I'm, and I'll do online coaching. Like, I do online coaching for people in Washington that just sure. don't have time to see me on a regular basis. That's sure. fine. Well, I, I know a lot of successful people here that are great athletes where I ask my, where their coaches are. My like, co- I've never met them. My coach is an online coach. Yeah. Joe lives in Vegas. I have met him a total of two times in my whole life. But he's a great coach. But I have, yeah. But the advantage for you, well, the thing about you is you you don't need to be coddled. No, a new new lifter or a new competitor should not have a brand new coach. If you are less than a year into the sport, you should not have an online coach. Even if you're a genetic marvel. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have... You you, You need that hands-on. Yeah, yeah. There's, I didn't, and I didn't start coaching people online until this year. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the sport for eight years because I didn't feel confident in it. And if I don't feel confident in what I'm doing, then I'm not going to do it. Okay. So, no, I think online coaching is great. Um, but uh, there's definitely a stigma of everybody can be a coach. You do one show, one meet, one competition, you think you can coach it. Mm-hmm. That's not the fucking case at all. For sure. I didn't even start being a coach and. I didn't. I don't think I even wanted to be a coach at the time. And uh, you didn't start. I, you I, didn't I, start coaching until you were what thirteen years into the sport. Thirteen years, and yeah. um, you know when I won um, my, you know my only overall that I won, yeah. it was crazy. Um, what happened, you know? And I, I was just helping people with posing at the time. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding. On the same day, I, I got like ten inquiries. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I was talking to my coach. I was like, what are you gonna do with them? And I'm like. He's like, somebody's got to coach him. Yeah. And I'm like, but I don't know what I'm doing. And he goes, you haven't learned a damn thing in seven shows. You know what you're doing. You're just so the difference is, though, is I was actually winning, but I just didn't win the whole show. I was excelling. Yeah. I was like, have you been paying attention to what we're doing? Because you're either being a follower yeah. or what they call a subservient person. That's, uh, that's, what, that's what I, you know, what... The great thing, like when you shouldn't be afraid of being questioned type of thing. Yeah. If you're dealing with somebody that's, um, you know, constantly just following what you're doing, but they're not paying, paying attention to what you're trying to do with them and not asking questions. Yeah. You have um, a so-called, you know, um, you know, a subservient person, just a follower, not yeah. not somebody. I mean, obviously, not everybody's going to be a coach. No, they don't need to be. Yeah. But they need to be. They need to be understanding what you're having them do. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, but that person yeah. might be just a great follower. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I want you to question me. Yeah, yeah. I want you because then the, I know. Then I know you. Then I know you give a shit. Mm-hmm. Right, and then shows that they're kind of like becoming self-capable too. Like and you're actually teaching them. A lot of people need to do this shit for people for free. Mm-hmm. The first Connor, the the guy I was talking about earlier, he was my first guy that I took from starting the sport. All the way through getting him stronger, learn, making him learn the sport to mm-hmm. end a competition. And I told him from the get-go, I'm not charging you shit. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. But I think I do. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try. And we're going to see. Yeah. And I didn't charge him a dime because I wasn't sure. I don't know. Yeah. I've had a few people um, ask me to prep them for shows. Yeah. Yeah. I can get somebody dieted down. I can help them build muscle. I can improve their physique. I don't know what I'm doing as as well the last four weeks, yeah. especially that last week. I am not confident in it, so I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn. Yeah. I want to learn, but no, I'm I'm not going to do it. 
because I'm not, not I'm not there yet, and I don't think somebody should be. If you're not confident in it, or well, you gotta you gotta eventually take a leap of faith. Right. You have to, but you have to have a certain level of confidence. Like, I'm pretty sure this is gonna work. Yeah. yeah. It might not, but yeah. I fucking think so. I get trial and error. Right? Yeah. Right. That's what I that would ask the, um, you know, Turk. I was like, well. You, you're you're wanting me to start coaching, right? Like, yeah, I would do it. You want to make some extra money on the side or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, can I ask you questions? He was like, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think I'm going to leave you in the dirt? Yeah. Um, I, I, I ask my, I ask my yeah. coach a question just about every week about some, mm-hmm. something. Like, it just, like, a lot of what I have my people do is a lot of stuff that he's had me do because I know it fucking works. Mm-hmm. But I, I know, like, I figured out how it works for me yeah. and I can figure out how to apply it to other people who are different from me. Yeah. But it's still, I know it works. Well, you're learning from your coach. It's like, yeah. and, and he learned from their coach. And it's like, and, a and good then coach it becomes is, your own style eventually. And right? a good coach is fine with that. Now, you should now, don't take their fucking program that they're doing. Copy it, word Copy and paste it and throw it on them. It, you know, don't do that shit. But That's you know, funny, like, yeah. I have a lot of exercises that I didn't even know existed that my coach has had me do. Yeah. And I try it, and I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm making everybody do this. Mm-hmm. But you put it, you implement it, uh, you, you learn how to implement it at the right time. Right. It's like when uh, when Jordan was training with uh, Dave at Body Shop, like he was doing all these back days, and then he was putting me through those. It's basically like, I know I'm getting like the shit that he's yeah. getting from Dave that he's learning. And yeah. It's like, yeah. So I benefited from what he was doing that he was getting from Dave, you know? So yeah. it's like... Like, Connor is built very similar to me. We're the same age. We have very similar leverages. So he does a lot of the same stuff I do because it's fucking working for me. Right. And if it's going to... And I'm like, dude, you're basically getting secondhand world record holder coaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, yeah, I'm not fucking complaining. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Sure. Right. Dude, all the greatest bands when they started, they started as, like, cover bands usually. Yeah. Like, playing other people's music. Right. And then it turned it into their own. It's the same type of shit. You learn, from your, you learn from your heroes who learn from yeah. their heroes. You take stuff, you become your own thing, and then you become good. Absolutely. Wrestlers, same shit. Yeah. <laughs> nature Boy Ric Flair, you got it from uh, the yeah. Nature Boy Buddy Rose or whatever. Yeah, like, come absolutely. on. Yeah, you have to. And you got to be okay with people doing that. Right. And most yeah. of the people, like, it's kind of like you said, if you're not, and the guys who are great, they're not scared because it's like, I already know I'm good, so if he oh. steals this from me, it's not going to well, bother me. Look, yeah. a, uh, a great uh, way to look at coaches is um, they're advertising what their athletes have done as marketing for their service right. not what they're not necessarily what they've done mm-hmm. so like it's totally fine that if you are a world record holder pro in whatever division to be like hey look this is me i've achieved this but look at what all of my clients have done yeah. if you're like hey i'm a deadlift world record holder by my deadlift program right like yeah it's yeah. it's different because like so it's kind of like if you be, are a coach. nobody else is you and it, it goes back to the, like, you could be a great athlete. You could be the best fucking bodybuilder on the planet. You don't see Big Ramy talking about all of his online coaching. Right. Yeah, so the, the thing about that sometimes is, you, you know, especially if you have an elite athlete, you know, um, like I was talking about before, there's a healthy level of uh, narcissism, and there is a... Ego unhealthy version if you have an unhealthy <laughs> form of narcissism and you're only thinking about yourself 
Ego's show. Nothing's wrong with Ego. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, go to Ego Gym. Yeah, Let's go. That was, that was uh, a shout out. That, to that was Ego my shameless plug uh, for yeah. um, Mr. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So, um, Healthy. Yeah. So the thing about that is um, if you're not able to stop thinking about yourself, yeah. I don't think you can be a coach. Oh. So, um, yeah, that's what one of the athletes, I think going back to what I was talking about earlier, Afi was asking me, well, I didn't want to bother you during your prep. I'm like, Dude, I'm helping 20 athletes. There's absolutely no way. You're like, I appreciate the hell out of you for thinking about that. Yeah, thank you. But but don't. This is how I feed my family. It is not competing. Competing, um, the part of that, like, if you were, like, doing a powerlifting meet in the same couple weeks, what the key part about that is why I think it's important, too, is to be able to still keep competing is you're, you're leaving your clients with no excuses yeah. now they're seeing you do what they're supposed to be doing and you're actually doing it they're like dang yeah. So leading by example. yeah i was gonna say that really motivates me more than leading by example i will not i won't make a single one of my clients do any exercise or yep. variation of anything that i'm not willing to do myself yeah if i've yep. had you do it and it's really shitty it's because i did it and i found out it really fucking sucks mm-hmm. Like, I had a client do yesterday, like, after all of her squat accessories and everything, um, she had three sets of leg press, three by 15, and then a fourth rep, AMREP, as many sets as possible, then a two by 20 on walking lunges. And she was like, this fucking sucks. This, this is, I'm like, how do you fucking think I figured that out? Yeah, it's because my goddamn coach made me do it. Yeah. And I figured out, it sucks, but guess what? My squat got bigger. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, um. Like, with Connor, when he did his first meet, I competed three weeks later. Mm-hmm. I was in prep for nationals the whole time he was in prep. So, yeah, lead by example, absolutely. Um, and be willing to be an example, but go back to the sportsmanship thing, be a good fucking example. Yeah, and then uh, right. being the good example thing, too, is when you're looking for, like, guidance or a coach. I mean, we're all in, you know, pretty strong relationships here. Yeah. Um, you can't ad- ask advice from somebody who's not flourishing in a in a no. relationship. They've had to gone through. Now, so what sometimes scares me, um, you know, transitioning into you know the couples thing here, um, is uh, you know when um, you know you're getting advice from somebody who shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, well that that person's failed in like twenty thousand relationships, and you're gonna ask them for like advice. Getting relationship yeah. advice from. Your single friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah what, what should I do? Fuck them. <laughs> well, like, um, I talked, I talked a little bit about it with you, uh, Nick, the last time I was on. But um, yeah. like uh, a guy that I look up to quite a bit, Dan Bell. Um, because there was a point in time with powerlifting, I was like, I'm all in. All this is all that fucking matters. Sacrifice everything, family time, relationship mm-hmm. time, etc. Missing holidays, all that kind of shit to go train. And he put it into perspective. He's the he's the strongest guy in the fucking world right now. Nobody's better than him. It's a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's a hobby. And they were just talking about it on the one I was just listening to. It was like these guys that have a GoFundMe to send me to a powerlifting meet because I can't afford it myself. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. This is a hobby. We're lifting weights. Yeah. Like if you can't afford it, if you can't scrape together five hundred bucks for you to go fucking compete, why the hell are you doing this? Like, but, like, but he talked about how, like, this is a hobby. And if he, like, and you can make, and I've made a career out of it, and I've been able to, and I'm very blessed for that. But, like, if, he, if he's the best guy in the world, 
and you can say this is Avi. Yeah. You know, this is like, and then who the fuck am I to be like, I'll die for this sport? Yeah, <laughs> like, like and, and he's talked about, and he talked about, um, if you let all the other aspects of your life improve, the gym's just going to get better. Yep. And I, I live that with my life to a T. Um, like two, two, three Christmases ago, oh yeah, I'd go to see one family in the morning, but then leave early because I gotta go squat, mm -hmm. and then I'll go see the other family whenever I'm done at the gym. Mm -hmm. So the key thing about Sam though is he, you know, he cautiously, you know, um, and knowing these guys for a couple of years, they're very um, cautious about who they hang around. So, you know, you know, it's not an accident that you know that they're, you know, Carlo and Sam. Or even myself, you know, we're, 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 you know, doing the best we can, but we're prospering in our relationships and our marriages because we're surrounding ourselves with people that have what we want, you know what I mean? And if, if you're around people that are pulling you down, you know, they have a toxic marriage or relationship, well, you're going to, you're going to soon get down into that, you know, into that position um, if you don't quickly um, change your circle of people that stretch you, people that purposely make you feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. in a good way, yeah. because because you're where they want you're they're you, where you they're, they're where you want to be, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah, you know, I mean, I don't have a lot of like single friends anymore. Like I still have a few, but mm -hmm. like I like actual serious friends that I yeah. see all the time. Like, yeah. I just don't. Yeah. And it's weird it's, how that's worked out. It's kind of like what you're saying, Sam, about that. Like if if you're on your deathbed someday, like you're not gonna be thinking about. The, the gym. How, that, I'm not gonna be thinking about that. Be thinking seven, about that remember nine, that time? Remember right, that time you didn't spend with your family? Yeah. Or, like that's what you're gonna regret. So like you're right. I think having a healthy balance like that. Well, and, and then I I started prioritizing my relationships and my friends, my family, and all that kind of stuff. And guess what? My total went up. Right. I enjoyed training more. Cause you, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're healthy. You're yeah. making all aspects of your life healthy. It's gonna make you yeah. better, probably. I I don't want, and the and I'm, if I have a bad training session, I don't doesn't ruin the rest of my day anymore. I don't go home and not talk to my wife because I'm upset that I missed my my top it, set. I get seven you know, it, it is what it is at this point. Um, and awesome I found show. I found a lot more growth because <laughs> you guys. I've just prioritized like. The, the happiness of my life and those around me more and I think it's definitely helped mm -hmm. the gym so just be fucking happy but then also being around other people like, oh, like yeah. you're saying so like you want to surround yourself with people like like I can see where if your wife might get mad if you start hanging with a bunch of single dudes who are around a bunch of like, and she would be right yeah. to be mad about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, well, you're gonna start acting like them because you're around them and it's true all, you do all, all of my like close circle are they're all married engaged or in a pretty long term like of my like really like closer yeah. like the people that i see every week yeah and like, it rubs off all of them yeah. are and you mean you're not going to the club no dude Bro. fuck that i am never going to a fucking club again in my entire goddamn life that was the most that was the most miserable experience of my whole life. I felt like I was going to die. Wow. Yeah. Which club? Just you, like, you didn't want to go to Ray. There was, um, for a friend's birthday, we went to a... Some uh, people love that shit. Yeah, I thought I was going to die. No joke. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. I went out for a friend's birthday. I, And this was my gift to them yeah. was being willing to do this. Because I don't... If you're I, not into it, it's not. I don't do it. 
Uh, we went to a nice dinner, and then we went to a Latin club, which, um, you know, and my and my my wife loves to dance with friends and that kind of stuff. So that was yes. also like for her. Yes. And I know Make she wants. Sacrifice. And I know she wants me to be there. Yeah. So, but for the first hour of me being there, the vibration of the music is killing me. My whole chest is just vibrating. Yeah, all tough and guys don't dance. I I didn't leave that table. I didn't leave. Her head. If we wouldn't have been at a table, I would have. EDC. I would have left and gone and gone back to the hotel. Like yeah. I sat at that table, and people just kept feeding me drinks. Yeah. So I would. Probably just so I would. Down. So I would calm down because yeah. my anxiety was through the roof. And I, I mean, I, I very much enjoyed watching everybody have fun. I'm never doing that but ever some, again. Those are anxiety things sometimes, though. If you're in that crowd, of and I'm not an anxious person. Yeah. I'm a very like they, they both. I am not an anxious person. I am very calm. chill and calm, calm, and I don't, I don't get worked up very easily like yeah. that. And I was sitting there going like. Like, damn, that yeah. bad. Okay. Oh, dude, I, like, my, uh, yeah, it was I was going to say, I get some social anxiety sometimes. Like, I could be more comfortable, like, wrestling in front of a huge group of yeah. people than being amongst oh, yeah. a big group of people. I, I have no problem. I love public speaking. Like, being I, in front of them is I've been, I've been hired as a, an MC for powerlifting. Man. Yeah. Like, that's... I have no problem being on a microphone. So that's chill. That's... In front of 200 people I've never met in my but entire life. being in life. a club with all that loud music. Fuck that. Okay. Never, ever again. Well, that's a testament to uh, how much, um, you know, how much love the show her, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so, oh, I told yeah. her, I was like, I hope you enjoyed this, because I'm never fucking doing this ever again. That's this, like, is, this is the one. That's this. like somebody who, uh, who's a spouse who's not even in the industry of bodybuilding or powerlifting, and they're supporting you. So that's, that's Lorraine. Just showing, that's just showing your love. I was like, this is your one. This yeah. is your one. And I told that friend, too. I was like, this is your one. Yeah. So I, it was for equally for my wife and the friend. Yeah. And I'm like, this, this is never again. And yeah. they, they knew. They looked at me and they they, they they just looked at me and they're like, "This is your one." Mm. Yeah, they're like, "Sam's not." You guys don't have like a one. Not you, do you guys have like a one like famous person you'd let each other cheat on each other with? <laughs> like, I, would let, I would let her. I would let her. I would. I would let. Like her. if C Bum came that up, you're like, right. you know what? Fucking have fun. She could have Henry Cavill or Jason Momoa. Yeah, you can't That's blame fine. her. Come on, bro. Oh. Superman or fucking I'm Aquaman? Kidding, I'm kidding. Nah, dude. Did she give you a freebie though? <laughs> Same two guys. Same two guys, dude. Oh Same my God. God. No. This time I'm taking the underwear. No. Uh, is there, is there, we, we don't really talk about that a whole lot, but it's always yeah. the joke like Henry Cavill or Jason Momoa. For me, did you ever watch uh, uh, Underworld? Oh, are you talking about what, what's her name? Kay Beckinsale. Oh, yeah. yeah for that sure. was always the one. Like, the freebie. Oh, I'm gonna dress like a sexy vampire too. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just the leather, the vampire like shit. And and I like love, I love vampires and shit. So like that. What's your favorite vampire show? It was Pearl Favorite vampire show? I had that paranormal girl on here, and she was talking about like vampires and shit. I love like, vampires. Favorite vampire show? I'm like thinking about back in the day, there were dudes just like staking dead bodies I just have, for saying I'm a vampire killer and shit. I got favorite vampire books. Nothing in the movie. I don't know. What are the books, dude? Uh, I like the Chronicles of Vladimir Todd. Okay. That's sick. a that's a very like kind of more modern day book series, which is really cool. Hell yeah. Um, I don't really like a lot of vampire shows, but Chelsea, not Chelsea, so. Chelsea, not, are you into it? Twilight. Or are you both into it. Uh, 
I've, hey, I've read and watched you, you, all of you, Twilight, you, Twilight, When I had that fucking dude on here that's had, like, a 70-some win fight record in yeah. Muay Thai and boxing, like, badass dude, yeah. we're like, what American should... Because I had to have a translator. Like Twilight. He yeah. was like, he, he couldn't really say, he's like, tw- and it took, like, she was like, Twilight? He's like, yeah, he's like, I like Jacob. Yeah, oh, we're all like, oh yeah, I'm like, so your team, Fuck your it. team, fucking werewolf, bro. Yeah. And t- like, he's like older now, so he's like, oh, little, yeah. you know, still doing Muay Thai training, and Did he's you like, have a, this guy on. Yeah, and yeah. he's got Good pictures him. of him with like a cardboard cutout of Jacob. Good like, for him. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. Fuck yeah, dude. But no, she likes True Blood, and I fucking hate True Blood. Yeah, some of them vampire shows are yeah. not that good. Um, no. likes horror movies. Huh? Lorraine oh, I love Yeah, I can't movies, watch Chelsea. So, won't let me watch him. So my thing is, if you're gonna go that far, we might as well watch Dahmer, and we might as well. Watch I'd watch. Movie. I gotta finish. It's like, Dahmer. yeah, but that's real. That really happened. <laughs> oh, so can this. Watch, uh, no, Chelsea. That Dahmer show is too hates, much. Uh, she hates uh, horror stuff. I can't. I'm not allowed to watch it. Have you seen? Do you like it? I love it. Oh, I fucking love it. I love a good slasher movie, dude. Yeah. An old school. The cheap old. Oh, Texas Chainsaw. No, Halloween. I like the cheap oh, old ones. They suck. My they just had like oh, yeah, know, a lot of super teen sex, titties yeah. and shit. That's my guys. shit. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Old nightmare. Like you always knew school. they were gonna die if they were fucking. Yeah. This is classic. Yeah, that's like, the key part. You know, you you walk into a dark alley and where it's dark and nobody's there. That's like the classic old school. You know? hey, it's like Michael don't go Myers in there. My shit. Michael Myers. My I always kind of like those like. Um, like parodies, like scary movie and shit back in the day, ah! dude. Those are so funny. If you watch scary it, movie, movie epic movie, that, uh, uh, Jim, Jamie Blantz. I don't Jamie know. Oh, it's the Waynes brothers, dude. Yeah. They're so funny in that. Uh, it's a, a good like. Um, if you never watched it, uh, you would love it. It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I think it's, I've heard. Of it. It's not a spoof movie. But it is a play on horror. Yeah. It's basically like two hillbillies by this cabin. Oh, um, it's always some hillbillies. They go, but they're nice. Okay. They're really nice guys. It's just circumstance. Like, and these college kids go up to camp in the same place that they bought the cabin, and they're just working on the cabin. But oh, so they, they're not even trying to be. But the, the hillbilly, hillbillies. the hillbilly, they, the college kids think that they're trying to kill them. They're like, no, I swear I'm not. We're just they, here hanging They out. think, the college kids think they're trying they to kill them. Like so because they're movie. so scared, they accidentally kill get themselves. Get themselves yeah. killed. Like, oh one of them is running away because he's got bees all over him. Dude. And he thinks he's chasing him, and he runs right into a tree. He's like, I'm not chasing you. I have him. to see this. And he's like... That's fucking genius. It's so good. It's so, so good. So the kids have seen so many like horror movies yeah. where like the the fucking hillbillies have like the hills. Oh have yeah, and it gets it gets terrible because then a cop shows up and the cop accidentally dies and it's so bad, but it's that's, so good. That's like a dark comedy or whatever. Yeah, right? it's so oh, funny. It's one of my favorite movies ever. That's like that White Lotus shows like that dark comedy kind yeah. of pretty funny shit. Is that what your day nights consist of? Horror movies? Day night was on Christmas, and we drank three bottles of champagne and watched Harry Potter. Yeah, ooh, that's a good Christmas thing to watch. That was that was that was date night recently. Harry what did you guys do? Did you guys watch any Christmas movies? That's all I did. I didn't get to go. What's home. your favorite Christmas you can, movie? You can never go wrong with Home Alone. 
What's your favorite Christmas wow. movie? Dude, mine's just always going to be uh, Christmas Vacation. Yes, thank you. Is that National Lampoon? Dude, yeah. You ever heard it here first? Chevy Chase. I can't help it. Uh, I, I watch it every year, and when I watch it, I actually forget how funny hey, it is. Hey, like, Haley, if you're listening, that's another vote for uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Bro, I started watching uh, it this year. Your parents made you watch it. No, I fucking love that movie. No, he's like cutting down the tree, and the neighbors are out there. What are you gonna and do with that? What yeah, are what are you gonna do with that? What are you gonna do with that? Bend He's like, over, bend over, and I'll bend show over, you. I'll show you. That's you got crazy. a lot of nerve talking to me like that. I wasn't talking. I wasn't to talking you. to you. That's the best part. I watched that movie probably a dozen times this month. That line really stuck out because mm-hmm. I forgot it when he yeah, tells her like, I, I wasn't talking movie. to you. Love that movie. So Christmas movies is how you uh, satisfy your date nights. It's how you she satisfy likes, a woman. She likes holiday movies, bro. <laughs> like, what do you expect? My bad. Is there movies that you, um, that she watches, um, mm. that you're like... Like you Sex know, in you the know, City or something? You know, you know I'm only watching this because I love you, right? Not um, movies. TV shows, yes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Grey's Anatomy or some shit? No, um, she, she watches the Kardashians and it pisses me the fuck off. What? The Kardashians. Is it? Yeah. The, is that the booty thing? Is that because uh, she I, wants the... Because they got fake booty. She, and she, I don't know. Hard and then, uh, yeah, yeah so they're fine. still going on. And then, uh, home improvement shows. No wonder she wants to do oh, all this. Yeah, those... yeah. <laughs> she watches the Kardashians. I want to ask, like, that. She's gotten me into a couple things, though. Like, I, when she was watching The Bachelorette, and I couldn't, like, I was playing my, I was playing on my computer, and then I, like, look over. You're like, oh, not him. And then, yeah, and I'd be like, no, not him. And then I eventually sat down and started watching it with her. And then I called it. I predicted who was going to You gonna can't win. help yeah. sometimes you get sucked. I was like, 100% it's going to be this guy. And it was. And got Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Yellowstone's great. Yellowstone is ruthless, man. Yeah. yeah. So that's For like sure. classic ruthless entrepreneurship. Gotta watch the boys. Watch That'll the make yeah. you a better entrepreneur, won't it? Yeah. Because you get that cut I'm like, shit. You're like, dang. I'm like, fucking, what's the dude's name? I need to change my approach. I'm just kidding. John Dunbar. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, baby. Yeah. Whitney Houston sang that song. Mm -hmm. We we are up till five in the morning watching Yellowstone. It's like, it's like, no more episodes. We gotta go to bed. Like, one more, one (laughs) One more. One more. Oh my god. It's hard. Ended up being six episodes in four hours. It's a long show. Or whatever. So, dude, those shows are built to make you addicted. Mm-hmm. It's cliffhangers. Watch the boys if you haven't. The boys is for sure. Mm-hmm. The boys is. Dude, does anybody like Wednesday or am I the only? Uh, am, I the, am I the only shit. grown adult male? No, that I, I love my daughter, but she was watching that too, and then dude, Chelsea's watching that too. I what? love that show. She watched the whole thing on her flight home the Adams from uh, Florida. I think I've watched I'm, it twice. Yeah, I've never been. In, I've never been into the Adams family or Tim Burton stuff before, so it's just kind of anything. I'll, I'll, wa- I'll watch Tim Burton stuff, you know, like maybe like Batman. Oh, the Batman with, Tim uh, Burton's were the best. Michael, yeah. Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton and uh, Jack. Jack. Oh, no, Michael Keaton's like the OG <laughs> Batman. <laughs> you had him going for a second. So basically, that me so what I'm talking about is five years before you were born, bro. Dude, what's your favorite Michael Keaton Batman? The first one or Batman Returns with the Penguin Catwoman? Because um, that's oh. basically a Christmas adjacent for, movie. Mm, 
You can watch that Christmas because it takes place. Oh Christmas. man, Jack Nicholson. Remember he like throws the fucking thing and the bats come out and the chick falls onto the tree. I love, I love them both, man. But Jack Nicholson He's is so, so hard to. If it wasn't for Jack Nicholson, it would be the Penguin one. Yeah. But because of Jack Nicholson Joker, I that just, first one was pretty fucking. Jack Jack Nicholson is the best Joker. Kim Basinger. Yeah. Kim Basinger. Yeah, Basinger. Yeah, but I'm. Uh, um, you yeah, know, the Prince music in there. You know? I, I'm a little more partial. <laughs> I'm a little more partial to the Batman that came. The Batman that came after that. Well, you're, uh, so what are you talking about? Wait, not uh, what not, not Val Kilmer or George. No, Clooney. I love Val Kilmer. I actually love Val Kilmer as Batman. Val I actually, Kilmer is one of my favorite. That actors. was the one that it started going towards that goofy shit with the Clooney yeah. one, but it was still enough of a well, solid movie. I, well, it had Carrie in it. It had Jim Carrey. Oh, that was Hughes the Great. It, like, yeah, it had uh, Robert De Niro. That would have been right at your time, too, yeah. when you were, like, a kid. Oh, yeah. That, that was my dad's favorite movie. Dude, that had a soundtrack, too. Remember mm-hmm. Seal, Kiss yeah. from a Rose, and bro? Then, yeah. I love, that, I love that song. And then, That's opposing song. I hate, so much I'm making to you. I hate, so uh, I hate, I hate George Clooney, though. That's your I next classic. Who's hitting that high note? Yeah. Um, I was listening to that old version of that. My pleasure, my uh, pain, baby. So that's I got so so so, so you got you got to do you got to do classic now. You can't just do men's physique, bro. Oh, dude. Uh, so what? and, and you got to sing the lyrics but, while you're doing it. But Val Val Kilmer is yeah. one of my favorite actors, but he's also plays he's my favorite movie, Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Dude, so just when I know Batman, bro. I know it's the whitest fucking movie of all time. I don't care, Mark. You probably never seen it, That's dude. Tombstone's good, but Val Kilmer was fucking the great. He was Weiss at the height of his career during Wider. that. Batman. Wider, wider, wider. He's like drunk I think I've all the time, bro. It's, it's with uh, Kurt he's, Russell. It's got all star cast: Sam Elliott, Val Kilmer. It's got just an absolute. We'll have a movie. We'll, we'll, we'll do a watch along. Yes. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. You know what, Mark? Next time we do this podcast, so, we'll do a watch along. So, set up which reminds me, when you're having your date night, so you're watching chick flicks. Yeah, you have to, right? What's your favorite chick flick? What's what classifies as a chick? How flick? to lose a guy in ten days. <laughs> oh, uh, she, uh, yes, that's a good one. She really, like that one. she really likes. Um, the vow? Uh, no, just go with it. Not the notebook. I don't know. No, no. Oh hell sad. no! That shit's Hey, uh, so here I have a. I love that movie, but here's the problem. I just hate the way they end. Was so with Adam Sandler, are you talking about no? Oh, his or? chick flicks are good though. Um, Adam Sandler. Dude, some of Adam I'm talking about just go with it. Oh, I thought you meant the Notebook. No, no. Oh, the Notebook's sad. Dude. I don't know what I would class I because I don't know what I would say I've watched as a chick flick. I just don't know what to classify as a chick flick. Uh, it's like a rom com. How about uh, oh, okay. how about uh, any Selma Hayek or I like the uh, um, Matthew, the proposal. Uh, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's what's her name? Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. That's, that's a good one. She's keeping it together. That's a good that's one. A good one. Um, not gonna lie, I watched that during prep. I'm not surprised. Why is that? Because I'm, I'm gonna watch me laugh. All that shit on my phone when I'm doing cardio. That was a good one. Yeah, I'd say that's probably my favorite. If it was for chick flicks. Yeah. Oh, Pretty Woman. I've seen Pretty Woman. Well. Oh, Pretty Woman. She's a good. prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, think prostitutes were. My mom like. really liked uh, Devil's Wear. Devil Wears Prada. We watch that. Street. We watch that once a week. Mm. She's so, a classic OG. Man, guy. if you can't, I mean that that's a movie about you know developing. 
thick ass skin. <laughs> yeah. So is especially that worst uh, problem. Oh was, yeah, that was my mom's That's like seeing movie. that's like seeing a coach. Um, you know, one of those coaches that they just don't know how to give their clients a compliment. You know. What is I mean? that because Meryl Streep is such a like? She could hardcore. be a bodybuilder. She could be a bodybuilder. Oh, yeah. Coach. Meryl Streep could run the fucking world. Dude, she's an OG baddie. Come on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably one of the greatest. Her, uh, her along with um, uh, what's uh, what's that? Who's the um, the one woman that went to prison? Mar- uh, oh, you're talking about yeah, Martha, Martha Stewart. Martha yeah, Stewart. Martha Stewart. Yeah. Dude, Martha she's a baddie. She's a hardcore dude. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, she's Shania Twain's a baddie. They did the they did a roast. Um, they did the the roast. Did you see Justin, her lately? They did a roast of Justin Bieber, and they were like, Shaq, Snoop Dogg, and Ludacris are all on the stage, and Martha Stewart's done the most jail time. What is this? This is a roast. Dude, it's, a roast. it's they, true. They roasted, wow. Mar- they roasted she, Justin like, Bieber. She didn't, like, tattle on anybody. They had, they had four rappers on stage, and like, four rappers on stage, and the one who's done the most jail time is Martha Stewart. That nice little old white lady. She's, yeah. She's done a hard Oh, time. she probably ran that shit when she was... Bro. <laughs> she's probably making toilet she's wine. She's cool too, like the way she's got like that friendship with Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah, dude, that's the best fucking thing ever. Together. Like Snoop Dogg has literally been on trial for murder. Yeah, and Martha Stewart murder was the case. And Martha Stewart has done more jail time than him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's insane, crazy, dude. Yeah. Well, people. new generation. That was that. Um, new generation forgets that people like Snoop Dogg literally have killed people. Oh damn. Yeah. I think it was fiction. Yeah. He did. He did. Yeah. Well, Snoop Dogg. He has that song. Murder was the yeah. Snoop Dogg, there's also, Dr. Dre. There's also Deep Cover. Um, Ice Cube. All those people have killed people, and they're like Ice Cube is like a fucking. Dude, I listen to him all the time. Yeah. I was just Dang. watching Twenty Two Jump Street with him. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 20, 22 or twenty one. Twenty two. There's a Twenty Two Jump Street. Yes, it's the second one. The biggest. Man, that's that, yeah. that came out like six years ago, that's, dog. That's blas- blasphemous. Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, and they did Twenty Two Jump Street as a play on Twenty One, so it was the so second. So are any one. of the old characters from that? Uh, they were in Twenty One. The new Twenty One, Johnny Depp and his uh, partner, the two original guys from Twenty One Jump Street, were in it. Oh, yeah. Sam, what's your favorite OG horror movie? Because you just Halloween. reminded me of Halloween. Freddy Krueger with uh, Johnny Depp. Michael Myers. Halloween. Michael Myers Halloween, the yeah. OG. How come you didn't use that for a bodybuilding routine then? <laughs> Michael Myers. Oh, yeah, what is that song? That's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Halloween mask on. Gee, why didn't I do this one specific thing as my bodybuilding routine uh, eight the years only, ago? I don't know. Yeah, the only one time I ever competed <laughs> when I was 17. Sorry, well, you I think the song that. that motivated me, Mark. So, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Get so, that Michael Myers match. When you were bodybuilding, you guys weren't together yet, but you guys went to high school together, right? We did it in high school, and we... Um, and you broke up? Yeah. That's good. So, what, what was the... Uh, you need that time. What, what made you come back together? Was it bodybuilding? Uh, no. Oh, you look good. I look good. No. Let's just breathe. You really, you really want the lowdown? You really want the story? Let, let's see it, because, uh, you know, I we woke up, get on that subject. I woke up in the hospital. support each other. Uh, I woke up in the hospital. What? I woke up in the hospital. What did you do? I don't know. I woke up in the hospital. Were you drunk? I don't know. Did you come from a rave? I don't Definitely know. not a clue. All I know is I, um, the last thing I remember was I collapsed at work. Holy shit. Don't know why. Woke up. There's no reason for this. Woke answer. up and she was, no, they did every scan on me possible. They did, uh, 
uh, CAT scan, they did an x-ray, they did uh, MRI, everything, they, nothing. So you met her when she... No, so, so we dated in high school mm -hmm. and um, broke up in high school and then there was some stuff back and forth for a couple of years and then she started dating another guy and we didn't really talk after that. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't date, date anybody after her. Like I still saw people and slept around and so I had a hoe phase and I was yeah. a little man slut and that's fine. But I didn't have another, uh, yeah, right. I didn't have another serious relationship after that. And we were together for about uh, seven months yeah. in high school. And we just, you know, dumb teen drama. We just broke up for dumb shit. And um, yeah. uh, I woke up, and for whatever reason, she was the first person I thought about. So I knew she was in the medical field. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use this just to just break the ice. And I just yeah. messaged her and I was like, hey, um, this is what happened. Do you have any idea what happened? Literally, I know she's a fucking receptionist. So it's like, it's like, I like, I, no, she didn't know that anything. Was your, you that just was, your, the that, was, that yeah. was the move you wanted. Yeah. That was the, you um, and then, um, and then her grandma came and found me at work mm -hmm. a couple months later, asked me how things were going, talked, because her family always loved me. And then, um, after that, uh, well, she was taught, she started telling me about her current relationship. Yeah. This guy cheated on her a lot, treated her really yeah. badly, and they've been together for like three years, and like she doesn't have a way out. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that pissed me off because like che cheating and kind of that kind of stuff, I have a really hard stance on that, and no zero tolerance any of that. So it pissed me off because I, 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 at the very least, I'm like, I don't want her to go through that bullshit. Um, so a couple months keep going by, and then I post some dumb shit on Facebook. That's just talking about like, oh, post the sign, like some random weird shit. Post the astrological sign that uh, fucked you up the most. And I posted hers, which was a Scorpio. Yeah. And I was still friends with her sister on Facebook. So her sister messaged me and she was like, what the fuck? And I was like, what do you mean, what the fuck? And she's like, why'd you say that? And I was like, do you not know all the shit that happened? And she's like, I guess not. So I explained everything to her, and she was like, so you sounds like you still care about her. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess so. And so she was, her sister kind of vouched for me pretty hard. And then we just started talking more again, and uh, we started meeting up. She was still in a relationship. We never did anything while she was still in a relationship, respected that. But we just started talking about stuff and everything, and I just basically laid it all out online. I was like, look, Leave this guy, come with me, I'm in it for life, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, the goal is to marry you, have a family, whatever. Yeah, whatever you the real thing. That's it, that's like, this is what, like, if you leave him and you come with me, like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm with you for, I'm in it for the long haul, this is it, rest of my life. And she did break up with him, and then here we are. Yeah, yeah man. Married. Yeah, married. It's meant to be, dude. Uh, yeah. How, yeah. Have you, how have you been able to, like... Was it hard to, like when, uh, did she decide to compete on her own or you encouraged her to do it? Um, she had an interest in it mm -hmm. and uh, I definitely encouraged it. I was like, yeah, this is a really good thing for you to do. Because she had always been, like, she did sports in high school and everything. Um, but after she got out of high school, she just got way, like, it was part of the relationship too. Was mm -hmm. Boyfriend didn't work and then in a bad yeah. roommate situation. So she was working so much. Yeah. Not eating well, all that stuff, and just not in good shape. Um, so she got mad at herself for not um, being in good shape. Gotcha. So she started working out again and everything. And, you know, I was still involved in shows at that point. 
mm-hmm. um, and close with those previous coaches that she had. Mm-hmm. And she started, and they started. We the, the they started mixing, um, and she started to show some interest. So I'm like, yeah, do it. Why not? Yeah. And she did it. And she just, despite having a bad experience with coaches and prep, um, her mental, uh, her mental fortitude and her attitude is I, what, one of the things I'm the most proud of for her. Is she just does not get down on herself. She just uh, continues to be motivated about it. Yeah. Uh, but despite all of that, she still was like, I love this. This was really fun, and I want to keep doing it. And you know, she wants to do well. And she wants to to push it and everything like that. But she also she also just likes doing it. And she loves posing. Mm-hmm. She fucking loves it. She does it all the time. Yeah. So it it was like I there was there wasn't any push. There was definitely encouragement. But it was like if you want to do this, do it. Because yeah. I hold her accountable with everything. It's like when she's complaining about like oh I want to eat this I want candy I got a headache blah blah. I'm like you fucking chose to do this. Yeah yeah. Like. I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna help you any way I can, yeah. but I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. It's like it's I I suffered through this shit too, and I decided I don't want to do it. Yeah. You you've done this four times now. Yeah. Sorry. Was it the same for Paula? You know, as far as like you pushing know. her to work out, compete. Since you're yeah. both uh, yeah. athletes. Um, not exactly. I think her just going to the posing classes and just supporting me. I think she's got. It seems glamorous mm-hmm. from the outside looking in, and especially seeing probably how happy you were after the process was over. It's like, I want some of that, and I think I can do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Do no. you think it strengthened your guys' relationship? Um, it did, because we had to definitely communicate and um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. communicate more, communicate our feelings and stuff. Yeah. And um, I mean, at first, like, when you're so close to the show, you're just so tired, and you, you don't even want to walk up the stairs. I don't want to do anything. You just want to lay down and just be lazy, right? Yeah. Because you're just so exhausted. Mm-hmm. And she didn't understand that in the beginning before she went on prep. And then after going through prep, she's like, yeah. Oh, I get it. Because that was the benefit of me doing it first and so long ago and being around it so much. was like everything she was feeling was like, I didn't get upset. It was like, I get it. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I know it sucks. Yeah, you're three weeks out. This fucking blows. Yeah. Sorry, you gotta do it. You know, eat that fucking chicken. I know it tastes like shit. Do it. You gotta do it. We're sitting here and not going to bed until you eat it. Yeah. Sorry. I was proud of her for, for getting on stage too. She'd get up at like five in the morning and actually do her cardio. Oh, yeah. For me, I'm like, yeah, I'll get up at five in the morning and do cardio with you. And I was like, no. Well, she also didn't. I also think it was she didn't want to disappoint you. And I know that that's like, and, and, and I know you're like, there's no way she could, zero way she could. And everybody. But but she didn't want she didn't want you. You did it first, and you're the you're you're really the reason that she did it. So she's like, oh, I, I got it. I got it. At least even if I don't do well, I got to put my all into this. If I don't, then you know, what what was it even worth it? You know. Right. Yeah. It's probably good having, you know. A spouse or being in a couple where you kind of both do it mm-hmm. at least you can relate to each other yeah. I think it's great it's weird for us because we have so two different preps yeah oh big time because yeah. for her like they're both challenging mentally but her she doesn't really have a hard time with the eating like she eats everything no problem it's not really that big of a deal it's the cravings mm-hmm. that she has a really hard time with 
Yeah. Um, and then getting tired. Like you said, you get down like that lean and your brain starts yeah. to a weird shit. Yeah, yeah, tired and cravings were really bad for her. And then for me, it's like physical pain. Yeah. And uh, right. that kind of stuff is like, man. When I'm you said when you're training, the, the amount of weight you put on is like, it's got to be a little scary at some point. Oh, yeah. So the training. It's, it's, it's getting it's better. It's necessary. It's getting better the stronger I get. But yeah, there's there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, shit, man. This could be it. doing this, yeah. This could be it. You know, quad might pop, the pec might go out. Is, yeah. But it's on the program, got to fucking do it. It sucks. It's always a risk. Yeah. So. But, yeah, it's, we definitely, like, because, like, I can eat whatever I want. My food and everything is still very structured, but, you know, if I want some Wendy's on you the way home. If I want some Wendy's on the way home, I can have some fucking Wendy's. She can. Because she can. It fits your memory. So, so a lot of that is, like, you know, I'm going to try to eat this before she gets home. Yeah. So she doesn't have to eat so see, have to see, you see it, smell it. Like torture. Well, it also keeps me good. Yeah. yeah. You know, when she's on prep, I eat better. Right. Because we'll, we'll... You want to support her. Like, I never eat chicken. But when she's on prep, I eat chicken. Yeah. Because she makes it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the thing when I'm on prep and, uh, you know, the... The other half is usually watching what you're doing. She gets more motivated um, to be on point herself mm-hmm. when you're leading by example. You can't just tell, you can't just eat donuts on the couch and you know not. I mean, you don't have to be a bodybuilder. I mean, just you know, be ca- conscious about what you're putting in your mouth. You know, unless it's Christmas. You know, you know, of course, it's Christmas. Dude, I, I bought a pack so. of dark chocolate Oreos yeah. a month ago and I haven't touched them. Yeah. Damn, that's willpower. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just haven't wanted to. Like, yeah. I just, like, normally, like, oh, yeah, I'll sit, like, sit on the couch, grab a glass of milk, and eat some cookies and stuff and hang out. But, like, no, it's, like, I can just go grab another meal. Yeah. It's, or I'll just, I'll eat my meal and just be done. You know? It's like when Lorraine cooks and yeah. bakes. Everybody's like, how do you do it? Um, it's easy. If I eat what she's cooking right now, I am going to not place. Right. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. And, uh, like one of my other athletes was, uh, I think it was 2017. No, I'm not gonna name this person, but uh, we're we're in we're in uh, Vancouver, and I was talking to one of my guys. And this guy just slowly slips away, and he's making waffles and pancakes right in front of my face. And I literally had to stop the conversation. I go, hey, Bruh. stop, 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 stop. Oh, hold on. What are you doing, dude? Um. Um, figure I'd trade waffles, um, from, from rice to waffles and pancakes. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you don't even look that Rice good. to you, bread? You don't yeah, look okay. that good. And he posted himself, right? Uh, he posted this himself at some point. And one of my other athletes I knew was going to compete against them. So mm-hmm. I used it as a tool to kind of motivate him a little bit. I was like, hey, uh, this guy wants to eat waffles and pancakes. What do you think that looks like? Shit. It looks like last call outs you're not gonna place and then he turned bright red he was all mad yeah um and whatever and he posted posted it as a permanent post on video it's like oh my coach uh thinks this looks like um last place so you know what this is going in the garbage so and he literally should you know he came back from the brain yeah 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 so and then with the, came you back know, from the you, you're looking at the pastries and going like, yeah, that looks like I'm going to place low if I eat that. Mm-hmm. All three of us, um, we have a, 
pretty well, like, different mindset. Like, you just have to tell yourself you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't give yourself You just don't choice. give yourself an option. Yeah. That's what I found works the best. Exactly. Like, and you have a very similar mindset, too. It's, yeah. um, like, for me, like, uh, with work and stuff, when I was still working a normal job and stuff, um, it was, you know, I'm not eating enough before training. Yeah. So it's get up an hour earlier and eat. Or mm-hmm. let training suffer. I would much rather have that extra fucking hour. But I need that food. Does she prep your food or you do it on your own? I do it all on my own. Gotcha. Like we'll, we'll, like, we'll both cook each other's stuff, but like, um, I will put it in my own tumbler and portion my own stuff out. Yeah, the reason why I ask that is because uh, there's some, you know, competitors um, and friends of mine was like, did your w- wife cook all your stuff? And like, you know, I-, I need to be with somebody who cooks my stuff. And I'm like, no. no. We swap. No. I'm like, I don't want her touching my food, to be honest with you. So like, there was one point in prep like 20 years ago and I didn't like how how I felt talking to um, you know um, Lorraine no. uh, when I was in prep so I was like you know what I'll take the reins you know I don't want to have to you know ask every single question what did you put in there yeah what did you put in the rice just better, you put, you put better for your own mind did you put pepper in there did you put sugar in there yeah. did you put butter in there and I didn't want to have to have that conversation anymore you know right. so now if if uh, if I win, it's my fault, yeah. and if I lose, it's my fault. So, yeah. no. and, you know, only when I'm in a pinch now um, does she uh, prep my food. She's probably prepped my food like 20 times in the last 22 years. So, so the good thing for me is like I can add whatever I need to whatever she makes mm-hmm. to make it equal what I need. Mm-hmm. If I need more fat, I'll throw cheese in there or butter or whatever. Olive oil. Yeah, it's, it's, if I need more carbs, throw extra rice on there. If I need more protein, like I usually mash. Not quinoa. Like, I everything. Quinoa. <laughs> all of my all of my meals Canola. with rice and a meat have yeah. eggs in them now. Like everything is like two or love eggs. two or three hundred grams of rice yeah. with two eggs and then beef, chicken, or whatever all mashed together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with her, like we just cook, so like we'll just cook everything plain. And then if I want it, I can add what I need to it to make it mm-hmm. the way it needs to be. So it's like sometimes you cook together, but it's like you're you're yeah. not putting that on her as in like no. you're my slave, please treat yeah. me. You know, like, oh, yeah. she, oh, if she yeah. wants yeah. to if she wants to cook yes. you know, like a lot of times she'll be cooking her chicken yeah. and uh, the turkey at the same time. She'll be like, Hey, do you want me to cook your ground beef too? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Because she's yeah. already doing it. But like I like I do so like she'll do like a lot of the bulk cooking. Like she'll do like the ground the ground foods and the chicken and stuff. Where I will do like the steaks, the salmon, um, the breakfast stuff, all that kind of stuff. That's more I so we kinda like swap back and forth. Mm-hmm. The tastier stuff I cook. Do you guys do the same? Do you, um, do you, or do you one has the de- no, de- designated responsibility? Carlo definitely. You tell her to make you a sandwich. No. Carlo definitely cooked. It, it was a what was it? I like making. It was a pizza yeah. bun with donuts as the. Yes. Mm. We gotta do that again. I think I think I think, I think uh, 
I feel like making food for people is like a really rewarding. Thing. I love it. That's like you grill something for somebody. Or I know like Christmas, like my friend made a bunch of food and she got so I much cooked, out of feeding. I cooked them. Christmas. I cooked Christmas uh, brunch for seventeen people. It makes you feel great, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The, the biggest ego flex you could ever give me is tell me my food tasted great. Yeah. I cook you something, you're just like, dude, that tastes so good. I'm like, what you, I'm like oh, steaks. That's awesome. Because steaks. Dang, no one, no one would want to eat what I cook. Steak, <laughs> steak is my my 100% go-to. I have a method to how I cook my steaks. and it's, And the way I have done it, a lot of my friends have switched to cooking their steaks that way. Yeah. I have a specific way that I do it that I figured out. And that is my like go-to thing that I do. Is Perfection steaks. every time. Mm. Try tip, best cut. Try and tip. Blue rib steaks good too. Yeah, I yeah. saw some A5 wagyu at Business Costco today. So I'll eat the fat of the fat. Mm. Oh, you like the fat? No. Oh hell yeah! I like that. I like. I like it. it's really crispy. I do, but Sorry, if it's I like know. blubbery, I like. I like the heart attack. No, try try tip or nice fillet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some people would do that, and they're like, they fuck it, cut the side. I'm like, dude, I'm not prepping. Oh, Give me all that. I need to <laughs> I'll take all that shit. I need It's like, you're going to get a heart attack. Um, no. Not if I eat it one or two times Su- a year. Su- Su- some Su- saturated fat's good for you, though. Yeah. Sushi's the big one right now. Sushi's delicious. I mean, so um, I eat sushi twice a week right now. Yeah, at a sushi ring. A good 40 to 50 piece average. See, that's the all-you-can-eat place. Yeah. That's like, well, I, you're like I, the rock with his cheap yeah. meals or something. I do that either on, well, he, 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 he can fucking put it down to, like, sushi. I've seen him eat some shit that I'm just like, bruh, like, fuck. He's got that metabolism. What are you storing all that? Oh, my God. Dude, when you ate four bowls of that, What's fucking, what, what uh, when we went to that uh, Mexican restaurant after a show with Lorraine, me, you, um, and everybody showed up late afterwards, and you ordered four, like, Bowls, but without the carbs. So, I don't remember what show it was. It had to be either the Iron Man or an E Cup. What was it? We ate ceviche. I think so. We Uh, ate there, and then we went to another place to eat after that. Oh, because I was not full enough. Yeah, because they showed up late. Yeah. And so we found another place that was open, and we went there. Yeah. And then Dom and everybody else showed up too. And you ate four bowls of just the most plain fucking yeah, shit I, I ever. A, and I'm just watching him do this, and I'm like, what the I, fuck I, is I wrong put, with I, you? I put down 100 pieces of nigiri sushi. Well, so do I. But that's, that's like healthy shit, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not cheating, by the way. Whoever's watching this, that's a high carb. Snacks don't count. Yeah, snacks right. don't count. Snacks, so snacks, cheating, cheating is eating snack, donuts with yeah. pizza. As a, snacks don't count as a patty. Snacks don't count. And we had eating. That, there's a, there's a, there's there's something a video. There's a video that went. If if somebody messes up and eats like something like that, say like they're like, how long does it take to fix a mistake like that? Uh, well, Depends if they're in shape, person. it shouldn't it's do fun. it shouldn't do anything. It, it, I'm not encouraging anybody to cheat on their yeah. diet. So, but like in a week they'll be back on track. If yeah, if, if they do it five days in a row, hey, that's a different if story. Carlo, <laughs> if Carlo had an extra thirty grams of fat mm-hmm. one day, yeah. probably wouldn't kill him. Yeah. But if Chelsea had an extra 100 grams of carbs, yeah. we'd be working backwards. Depending how yeah. close you are to the show, it could be a yeah. real problem. It just depends on the person. Yeah. Okay. It depends on how responsive they are to certain things. Yeah, there's right. like one of my clients, um, unheard of. I've never seen this before ever. It's like a recent client, too. Um, you know, I'll name her. Her name is Angel Christian. Remember Angel? I know. I'm like, 
just do whatever you want. You you just keep getting more conditioned as you keep eating more. We're talking about wow. a hundred and fourteen pound athlete uh, eating three thousand pounds. Kept eating, kept drinking protein shakes with pumpkin spice, all the stuff that I normally don't even allow. And it just works. Like the sweetener. I'm like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm doing the same thing I'm doing. So it's like, it's a classic example of, you know, you, you got to be able people. to evolve with certain, you can't. Well, that's why you, you never want to base what you're doing on somebody else. You no. know, like, no. it's like, well, she's gets to eat that. Well, that might there's some people but... where it just, magic just happens. They yeah. don't know how it works. And there's some people, they look at food. And yeah, they, get they get fat. They get fat. That's me. Right. Your ass is fasting. That's me. No, <laughs> so, they just look at it. Oh, yeah, dude. I, fuck, I so, love food so much. Oh, I can eat. I fucking love food. So, really? You blow no, up? No. If I you eat the up. wrong shit, you'll blow right yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like... Uh, you get shredded really fast, I only, fast, I only carb up with, like, what, 100, 150 grams of carbs into a show. Yeah. I'm, like, a little fat kid, too. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. So, um... Yeah, I gotta uh, be careful with yeah. it. He also likes his shots post-show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Margarita's and Bloody Mary's baby. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, oh, yeah, bodybuilders don't drink alcohol. Oh, well, they don't. Well, they, they, they don't year-round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But People they do after, oh, yeah. after, the after show. show. Sugary margaritas, man. And oh, yeah. Dude, that's the best part. 12 meat Bloody Mary. Twelve <laughs> meats. Nice. Oh, we'll oh. just go straight Ric Flair after the show, dude. We'll fucking oh yeah. Suplex. Woo, dealing. Jack Flair. I, I promise. I promise. Ryan. I know my ass. Someone with a gun. Suplex. 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 Oh, I can do one on you. He can probably do one on you too. <laughs> we could do a stalling mm, suplex. No, He'd probably be a lot safer to do it with. He's probably graceful enough you could hold him up from that. Probably hurt you. Nah, nah, I want to make it to eighty or pull him up and just do the twenty. Yeah, dude, that shit's good. And then drop him. Yeah, then we drop you. Damn. Nice and flat. uh, What uh, as far as like, uh, you know, powerlifting, bodybuilding, bodybuilding. Sure. When you're going in the meets, um. And you are just having, or a or a show, and you're just having a shit two three weeks. How do how do you pull yourself out of that funk? By the way, I'm just lifting weights. Do you, uh? No, like. Do you have your coach give you a pep talk, or you? But you're not like starving, right? No, before the show. No, it's when I say it, like I'm just lifting weights, like mm-hmm. I'm just lifting weights, mm-hmm. like. I tell myself this isn't that big of a fucking deal. Like, okay, you had an off day, mm-hmm. whatever. It you is, don't put the weight of the world. It is what it is. Like, I used to get super fucking stressed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, the mindset of being like, oh, it'll be there on me day. Not a good mindset. But, like, yeah. I'm just lifting weights, man. Like, I'm not, like, I'm doing this because I like it. So why should You're this chilling. piss me off? You know, I... I've gone from such a, like, mentally, like, jack myself the fuck up, get super hyped to, like, just here, have fun, man. Like, it was, if I do great, then I do great. If I don't, I don't. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I want to do great. I want to do really well. But, like, um, I guess how I would handle, uh, I guess it would depend on the problem for me. Like, if it's, like, because we don't miss in training. Mm-hmm. We don't. Like, I have that. With, I have that mentality with my athletes, Joe has it with me, we don't miss. 
we don't load anything up on the bar that I don't have any business lifting. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that I'm putting on a bar in a prep is, I got this all day. Like this is, there's no reason I should miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I do, uh, or if it moves slower than it should, then it's just kind of like a. Is there fear there? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's definitely like uh, this last prep. Um, I had to do my heaviest squats by myself. Yeah. There's nobody there to spot me. I had to do the heaviest squats that I've attempted the entire prep. Mm-hmm. Like the st- second or third heaviest squat of my entire life. Solo. Mm-hmm. No spot. No nothing. If something snaps, if I fall, whatever, I'm fucked. Yeah. I was scared shitless, but it's on the program, got to do it. Yeah. There's a lot of instances, like, pecs not feeling that great. Um, but... Uh, so, but it's like, bench is on there, you gotta do it. Um, but honestly, I think that just makes me look better. Like because, I said, does the fear kind of help? Is oh it yeah, it just makes me, it makes me think about what I'm supposed to do to execute a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially like if my pecs start acting up, I have a lot, I've had a lot of pec issues before. Um, that's just gonna be like, okay, I really gotta fucking tuck, yeah. and I really gotta blow my goddamn belly out as hard as I can. To make that bench range so of motion. So extra focusing yeah. on your form and, and then cues. And then I'll hit it and I'll blow it up and nothing hurt. And I'm like, yeah. what, what the fuck was I complaining about? Um, but anytime I get scared of it, like I'll get scared for like maybe a second. And go like, yeah, let's do this. What the fuck are you talking Why are you scared? Yeah. This is fucking weights. Like this is, this is, this is let's go. Come on. Um, I got very um, calm in my last prep. Very kind of like, yeah, we're just here, we're vibing, whatever. I was listening to, like, pop music every, uh... Not R&B? No. <laughs> no, I was listening to, like, Katy Perry and... Come on, you were, you were saying about Toxic and, Pony. And Pink. No, I, I throw some Toxic Pony on there. Some, uh, Kesha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a remix of Britney Spears on Genuine, so oh, it's... Yeah. I got it. You gotta send me that. Oh, uh, it's good. It's, it's actually really, really good. But, um, yeah, I was... I We... Last prep was trying to figure out how to be a professional because I'm right at that point. Like the, the goal, this next meet is to total elite. Once I total elite, I can compete at pro meets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. we needed to conduct ourselves professionally. Mm-hmm. So not panic, not jack myself up super hard or anything to get this lift. Like, no, it's just another lift or just, just another gym day. Let's just go get it. And it worked really well, but I felt, I didn't feel as powerful, you know. Um, So I'm trying to kind of mix both mindsets. Whereas the prep before that, I was all adrenaline and stimulant and let's fucking go smash my head against the wall. And then this last one, I was very calm, cool, collected. So I'm trying to... Where do you learn through different preps? More control, less uh, yeah. less anxiety. More, yeah, just how to do things better, honestly. Um, Smarter, not harder. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of technical chance. Learning how strong I am. Like, a couple preps ago, a lot of the warm-up weights I would take a lot more, like, not serious, but, like, I'd be more nervous about it. Yeah. And now it's just like, nope, this jump. Like, you saw a little bit when we were doing deadlifts. It's like, nope, red plate, red plate. Red plate, red plate. So it's like knowing, like once I'm warm, I'm warm. Like Does doing. Do you want to do powerlifting now? Oh, he's doing. 
Dude, you, you fucking, you smoked a fucking PR on deadlift after not deadlifting for like three fucking <laughs> months on a whim, you asshole. You're fucking doing a meet at some point. If I gotta, if I gotta drag you there, motherfucker. Anyways, the same adrenaline that you get for, from doing a posing routine. Um, but yeah, no, I learned a, I learned a lot after every prep. Um, like, the last meet, what I learned was I can, I can make attempts and make smart decisions in a high-level, high-stress situation and be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, nationals was very stressful. I've never been competing against that many people ever. Never had that many people close to me. Um, and I just, it was just make attempts, make attempts, make attempts, smart jumps. Everybody can, everybody can go buck wild on whatever they want to do. And it's just, no, no, this move this way, we do this. This move this way, we do this. We're not paying attention to that. We're just making attempts. Because if I make attempts, somebody's going to miss. Yeah. And when somebody misses, I bump them. Yeah. So that was the main thing I learned from last prep was that I can conduct myself professional. That's what this next meet's really for. Yeah. Is this next meet is the real test. This is going to have a lot of publicity. I'm going to be standing next to the, in the warm-up room with the, the strongest powerlift in the world. For sure. Well, that's dope. Yeah, like, and I, I'm going to get squashed. I don't have a chance to win this meet, but that's okay. That takes pressure off of me. But I still need to go there and show that under these conditions, under this strict judging, I can still perform. Hell yeah. And, and I need to do that for myself before I can go do a pro meet or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because um, like I said, we don't miss. You know, I'm not bombing out. I'm never going to bomb out my entire powerlifting career. It's not going to happen one time, For ever. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. What's your mindset? Uh, you know, two different worlds. Mm -hmm. Performance. Well, technically performance, right? Because mm -hmm. the evening is performance. Right. Um, your mindset, does it change between what you're doing with comparisons versus now in the evening? finals now I gotta entertain yeah because um, in the morning during pre-judging um, I'm always like okay I gotta be on point I gotta be on point mm -hmm. right and um, I have to keep remembering like the poses and, and things that you teach me and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, but then in the afternoon I'm like okay it's, it's just posing now it's just the fun stuff you know so I'm not I'm a little more relaxed when um, it's time for posing mm -hmm. um, compared to pre-judging is the adrenaline rush different, or is it the same? Uh, a little different, because um, like pre-judging, uh, when, when I first went up there, I, yeah. was, I felt like a deer in headlight, like completely blank and forgot everything that you were, you were teaching us. Yeah. And then um, after going, after being on stage the first time, I started to calm down a little more, and um, just, it, just being on stage more helped me relax. Mm -hmm. um, or the, the more I got on stage, the more relaxed I felt. Yeah. You know, so, um, again, the, the performance, the routine, yeah, it's just the fun stuff. It's honestly more similar to powerlifting than you would think, um, especially when you're at the meet, if you're there all day. You can, you notice the tensions change. Mm -hmm. Squat, everybody's stressed the fuck out. Because it's... It's the most dangerous one. Well, no, it's, it's the first lift. Yeah. If you don't make, well, a, if you don't make a squat... It, it's the jitters. If you don't make yeah. a squat, you're out. Yeah. You don't know if you're peaked, if you're ready to go. Once everybody makes their squats, the whole room goes. 
And then nobody gives a shit about bench press. Yeah. Nobody does. And it's deadlift. Yeah. Nobody gives. And then deadlift happens. And that's when everybody's totally. smiles start to pop up. Yeah. Everybody starts taking their pre-workout. You start seeing people like go, Because it's, toward, like, it's towards the end. Yeah, it's right. the end of the day, and everybody gets a second hit of adrenaline. It's like it's like with the posing routine. It's a very similar thing. It's like that's your time mm -hmm. to show out. You know, like you've done six lifts, all your warm ups, you've been here for a few hours, like what do you got left? Mm -hmm. Like do you got anything left in the fucking tank? And you'll still start seeing people go like ah and like yeah. hyping the crowd up and all that kind of stuff. Everybody comes alive during deadlifts and it's just it's a very similar kind of thing. It's yeah. um you still gotta go out there and execute. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot more of a just a boisterous um feeling. Is deadlift the most popular? Yeah, for sure. So like, because they squat doesn't quite get as much of a. It's like it doesn't get the attention. Deadlift so it's does. starting to, because it's probably harder. It's right? the first. Well, yeah, for sure. But it's yeah. the first lift of the. It's the first lift of the meet, and there's a lot of fans, like families and friends, that'll come out, and they don't realize how long of a. A thing this is that they signed up for to watch yeah. so they'll go like my dad the first time he came and watched me he only stuck around for squats and he didn't realize how much more he wanted to do it sounds like a bodybuilding show so um so he did but um no deadlift it's because deadlift's the most um it's recognizable yeah it's the most relatable yeah. you're just picking like you're just picking something up off the ground most people can understand that movement yes yeah. most people have picked up a big sack of dog food yeah. Off the ground, and then so they, they can get it. And then they they look at uh, four hundred pounds, right? It's we bump the spring. I did. Just uh, oh. play with his. Uh, I think it's just that one. If you there, there we go. go. There you go. Yeah. Um, and uh, like most people have picked a giant bag of dog food up, right? Yeah. And then they see a three hundred pound deadlift. They're like, they're like, okay, that's like ten giant bags of dog food. Yeah. It's, but it's relatable. Is that it? matters. That's what yeah. I, they always taught us that in wrestling. Like, yeah. if you're gonna hit somebody with like a corner of a table, yeah. So like, or like the steps, a sharp yeah. corner or something, people can relate to that way well, more. Well, it's like than a steel suplex. It's like a steel chair or a steel chair. They get that. Because somebody, everybody's picked up a folding chair in their life, and then you, they, they know what it feels. They like. see and they hear that. And they go. They don't know what a power bomb in the middle. They of go, the feels fuck, like. man. He just got hit in the head with a chair. Yeah, it's relatable. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, picking up something heavy off the ground. And putting it down is a lot more um, intermediate friendly. It's a lot more um, fan friendly. They're just like they get this. Yeah, and there's and there's less rules with deadlift. You know, there's a lot less to judge for. There's less commands. Yeah. Deadlift is just platforms ready. You pick it up and you wait for the down. That's it. Very simple. Easy to understand. But squat to me, squat's always the king. Yeah, a lot of guys say that the powerlifters squat the, is king. Squat is king. Squat sets the pace of the day, and you're at the end of the, it's the one where you got the most risk. You're picking something fucking heavy out. You have to walk it out. You have to squat it, come back up, stand there, and then walk it back in. Dude, yeah. the walking that's tough too. There are certain federations where you don't have to walk out, but yeah. in America we walk out our squats. That's just you just do. You walk your fucking squat out. It's not a real, like... Now, only person that I'll give that pass to is Dan Bell, who's squatted 11-13. Yeah. 
So it's like, yeah, you don't have to walk and fucking right. squat out, bro. You, you squatted, you, the you squatted half a ton. I don't give a fuck. You're you're strong. <laughs> like I don't, yeah, you, you don't need to walk your shit out. So, um, but yeah, no squats king. And then, like I said, nobody gives a fuck about bench press. Right. It's just part of the sport that we have funny. to do. It's just, it's yeah, it's, it's the one you, you think everybody would care about, but when it comes to wa- being a spectator, it's boring it's as boring. fuck. Unless somebody is loading up 400 pound plus out of meat, yeah. nobody gives a shit. Right. Literally, you will hear nobody go, yeah, woo. Like, I, I, being an announcer and everything now, like, I know how this is. Like, trying to get people hyped up for a bench is almost impossible. <laughs> but then all it takes is, all right, we got 402 on the bar. Yeah! Easy. Yeah. Mark, what about you for that last week before competition? How do you keep yourself uh, motivated when you've been there so many times before? Mr. Veteran. So, like, for that, it's like, uh, I obviously I want to be my best look ever. But also, you know, I I came up, you know, in it. it, I caught the tail end of the 90s with um, the, the coaches that I had. So... The first thing they would ask is, which is the last thing that people think about us, maybe even coaches now, is uh, the first thing they would ask is, what's your song? And I'm like, what does it even make a difference? I'm like, that doesn't matter. I was like, dude, you're going to go all the way and bring all your A game and do all this and do a crappy posing routine. And I'm like, what? I'm like, it doesn't even matter. I was like, I didn't even think about the performance aspect and, you know, I didn't. You know, what What helped me um, at the early stages is, um, you know, why I was getting um, so excited to get on stage, even though I was dead dog depleted, you know, um, especially if you, you love performing on stage, um, is um, being able to, you know, get that crowd going. So, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, the, that aspect of it actually... Um, gets me most excited because at, at that point, you know, like Carla was saying, the work is done and you can kind of relax. But honestly, I, my mentality when I'm still doing my posing routine, it's still not. Judges are still watching. Judge is still watching. You, Technically, it's done. If you half-ass yeah. your fucking routine, though, yes. they'll dock you. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So it's not over. It, no. In my opinion, it's not over. So you can't say the 2013 Washington State. Um, that I won, um, that, I mean, I did pretty much a guest posing routine, so, um, it was like two minutes and it wasn't supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, so. But you showed up. Yeah, I showed, show, I mean, was it close? It wasn't a unanimous decision, you know, was it marked, uh, a decisive victory? It was decent. I won by three points. You can't tell me that that didn't factor in, oh. um, because usually little guys don't win. So, mm-hmm. um, so you got, you got to you got to not only think about that aspect is um, you, you have to outpose your competition along with having a, you know, whatever your best package is compared to your other, um, you know, peers. But, you know, it's, it's, it's stuff like that, you know, that gets me going. And the, the part of that about that mindset is that routine, that performance, morning or night, doesn't matter. That's going to be on the Internet forever. Uh-huh. That ain't leaving the Internet. No. So, so like, that's why, like, it, I cringe when I see, um, um, you know, less, you know, less than entertaining or like, the, like even the positions of the way people um, present themselves. It's like, it's like seeing a, a pretty girl or a good looking guy and they start talking. Yeah. 
Finger no, 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 no. Realize you're stop. not into them at all. Stop, 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 <laughs> stop talking. You're pro- you're so pretty. Don't talk. Um, type of thing. But um, you know, going back to that, um, you know, the that mindset. I didn't even think about the future of the future. Um, is what a lot of people don't think about. You know, you could be the biggest or the smallest bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Is what do a lot of pro IFBB guys do when they can't compete at the local level anymore. I suppose. And how much do they get paid, depending on the person? Pretty good amount. And you're doing a two-minute routine, yeah. maybe a three-minute routine. So yeah. the top five Olympia guys make probably five or ten grand per guest posing. Dang, watch so that's how they do it. Right? I, I got to watch some yeah. really hardcore guys. Yeah, five or ten grand. We mm-hmm. got to watch people like Hunter Labrada and Roly Winkler, mm-hmm. who are both top six Olympia that, yeah. finishers. Very important. So, like, Hunter LeBrada's dad, man, Lee if you have Lee, Lee uh, LeBrada, greatest, mm. greatest classical poser I've ever seen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I've, uh, I've basically copied a lot of his stuff. I've copied a lot of Sean Ray's stuff. I've copied a lot of Flex. I've copied a little bit of everybody. So, I'm, I'm a glorified fighter, if you want to call it that. So I've taken a little bit from every single person, even my own coaches, mm-hmm. but I've made it my my own, whatever that is, whatever songs that I choose. So um, if you want to go far or you want to make something of yourself, especially in bodybuilding, because I think, um, to be honest, I think we have the highest, we have the most potential income um, as bodybuilders, women's physique classic, because we actually guest pose. Yeah. Uh, if you take that on top of coaching, or if you're a top ten Olympian, I mean, you're gonna be asked to guest pose all over the world. Yep. So I yeah, didn't think up. about that. I didn't think about that at all. Well, so. Yeah, all I think a good mindset for it too is think about the guy you're against. You're neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Your routine is better. You win. Yep. Go into it like that. Show out. Yeah. Not necessarily do you know everybody like you know is gonna do that. Not everybody has that has that gift of entertaining people mm-hmm. but you can you can work it's, it's also if that's what you want to do it's your chance to celebrate what you did mm-hmm. it's your chance to show off and enjoy and and, and create that kind you, of you have that just like it's going to be on the, the internet forever you have that video forever mm-hmm. and that's where you're going to be allowed to pose how you want to pose mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of open bodybuilder guys do classic poses in there routines it's because that's the way they like to pose mm-hmm. and carlo does it in your routine and everything like that this is the way they like to pose it's what's flattering to them so you'll have that image forever mm-hmm. um but yeah especially be that last little game changer especially with the posing um mark is so strict on everybody for posing conditioning everybody for posing because think of it in the way that hey you're, if you're neck and neck with somebody if that guy is shaking like a fucking leaf, yeah. and you're rock solid, you won. Yeah. You're breathing hands easy. down. Yeah. yeah, if he's if his if he's breathing through his stomach, and when he's yeah. if he's doing that, and you guys are right there, or even maybe just a point difference, that can that win can you. Yeah. That can win you the show. Okay. Absolutely, posing is a horribly underrated part. Because uh, people think, oh, I'll be up there for 60 seconds. And, and some people were spoiled a little bit during COVID era 
bodybuilding shows where they weren't holding people up there very long and they were trying to get the shows done mm -hmm. fast. That's over. Yeah. The long shows are back. Yeah. And with the long fucking days are back, you're going to be held up there. You're going to be fucking held up there if it's close. And you're going to have to work. And if you're not ready, everybody is going to see. Right. And you're going to, you don't, you do not want to be the guy shaking like a leaf and sweating your tan off up there. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what, uh, you know, obviously already, um, and if you didn't get it already, but, um, you, you will, um, get the drilling from Jordan, yeah. um, uh -huh. uh, on that presentation because, you know, um, there might be, 15 Nick Fridas, Fridas on stage, right? So whoever positions themselves the yep. worst, no matter how dynamic, um, you know, each person is, it's like, it's like each person, if they're, if their position's jacked up, you're probably going to lose. Right. So right. especially if it's that close and you have a bunch of these, I mean, these all look alike, right? Yeah. Yeah. How are they going to stand out? When you got one that's like, it's the way you sell it. When one's like that, it's the way you sell it. Yeah. Yep. It's like sales. Yeah. So it comes down to the performance part. Yeah. And you can look the I we have seen guys who should absolutely, by the way they look, should fucking wipe the floor with people. And we have seen the good posing with the guy who's just Make all the difference. Just a little bit behind him. Yeah. But he looks good enough and he conducts himself and executes so much better and conducts himself like a professional and he wins. They're gonna they and at the very least, even if it doesn't make a difference in the the points, the judges are gonna come up and tell you. They're gonna be like, Your posing was immaculate, your posing was great, you looked awesome up there, keep doing that. So it's a really big part. It's a huge, huge part. Yeah, the sad part is when you have somebody that's incredibly like they have everything. I've seen people and lose. They can't post. But they don't put the work into that. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, I've seen uh, some of my good friends. And that's frustrating. Um, and, oh yeah. And, and we'll sit. Nice. We'll sit there and fucking scream at them too. And we have yeah. no clue who they are. Yeah, and we have no. We have no. We have no vested we, interest in them. But we're like, oh my god, this person looks amazing. We were posing like shit. All three of us. Oh. We were at the Iron Man, and there was a guy, who um. I think it was, he was hitting a pose and it just, he did the wrong, he didn't do the wrong pose, but he did so yeah. incorrectly and all of us just screamed, no, bring your arms down, dude. Like, yeah, we're trying just, to help the guy out. I have no clue who this guy was. Never yeah. seen him ever, but he looked awesome. He was yeah. huge, yeah. but his posing definitely docked him a place, for sure. Oh, and that's because yeah. the judges are going to be like, hey, like, we get it, it's your first show. Do your fucking research. Yeah. That's an expensive experience. It's also, yeah, like, expensive. at the same time, like, even if you can't get a posing coach, there's a lot of shit you can just look up on YouTube not and copy. Yeah. And just copy. It's That's really, it's not hard. It. It's not hard. Right, you didn't have maybe a coach at first. Well, yeah. That's good advice for everybody. I would say... That's probably a good good point to end three this hours. <laughs> We're only at like three and a half hours, so yeah. I don't we, want to... We, uh, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. No, this is great, dude. We yeah. can actually keep yeah. going, but it's like... Oh, well, no, I mean, we both been looking at each other going like... Oh, kind of like my, my roommate might be trying to sleep over there. Oh, my ass is wet. Everybody's like trying to move. Uh, and, like, I got butt sweat. Man, I appreciate you guys yeah, coming absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for having me.
happening. We can maybe try to do another one. Like that was a sick episode. That I think was we, fun. If we can do one, probably in uh, like March. Yeah. Like mid to mid to late March, because oh, yeah, like, I'll be I'll be a week or two out at that point. Yeah. More depleted. Though, yeah. Right. But we'll all three of us will be pretty close. Yeah. Like, because I, I compete in April too. I'm just earlier. Yeah. So yeah, we can, gonna, What movie are we having a watch along for? I forgot. Tombstone. <laughs> Tombstone. So yeah. Mark can finally see it. Yeah. Tombstone. Just well, uh, just give me all the movies that I've never watched. We'll fill you in on all the Val Kilmer movies. Too. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Yes, thank yes, you guys absolutely. so much. And I think uh, everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Yes.